Welcome to TCP episode 203, the episode where we discover that um, really, man, this offseason really is kind of running dry of stuff to talk about. But we're going we're gonna to try and squeeze some blood here and find some teams that have finalized rosters or have some heavy rumors behind them, I guess. Also, Jesk is back from his journey to Denmark. How's Copenhagen? Incredible. Actually, really fun city. Um, maybe it was just a part of Copenhagen I was in, but it felt like there was no building older than 10 years and everything was just like, <laughs> like really architecturally designed. Copenhagen, to Copenhagen didn't exist 10 years ago. So I mean, I <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't in the core of the city, more like around the airport parts and then Royal <laughs> arena for people that know the city. So I, I'm sure I didn't get an accurate view of the entire city, but what I saw like getting around was really easy. Um, like tra uh, transportation was just like figured out there. Also fairly aff affordable and everything. Connection to the airport was great. I don't know. Like enjoyed that a lot, and of course, like enjoyed and, and even better than Germany. <gasps> yeah, I think oh, aren't aren't Danish people like the happiest people in the world? Isn't that the case? I I forget, but I, I I'm pretty sure. They usually rank pretty high in like life satisfaction and all that type of stuff. Um, just, just hmm. based on uh, how they create systems. Then, and there were some weird things I saw. Like, I, I went for a run despite going for a run and like walking around to the arena for like twenty minutes and everything. Ah, let's let's be honest. I wasn't outside for more than three or four hours, but still, I just saw only one dog. That seemed weird to me as a German. You know, Germans like their pets more than their kids. Um, and it I just, didn't know that. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, my mom works at a, uh, at a surgeon's office. And one of the most common um, surgeries used to be that old people had just like, um, like, I'm not sure what it's called, like, when you lay on something for a long time, you know, like the, these sacks that build up and they have to be cut. And it's basically like from old people just laying in the windows and telling children what not to do. Like, don't play with a football. It's like 12, 15. That's like midday and you're like not allowed because like you're not allowed to be loud during that time. And stuff like that. I don't know. Like, but mm. if a dog does something, oh, it's so cute. No, it's, it's in general was an incredible experience. Honestly, like it revitalized my sort of view on esports. Um, I, it felt like interviewing the players was really impressive. Like these are really, I I got to interview uh, Simple and Device for the people that um, are familiar with those. Those Fun are just fact, they both have the, they both have the number one in their name. Just wanted to add that in there. And they have been Continue. number one for several years in a row in their career. And that no. does something to these players. Like, not only have has having C number one in your name, <laughs> yes, has CS:GO filters. Like, basically, like playing CS:GO for that long has a filter on like bullshit people because you can't exist at the highest level being bullshit and bullshitting your way to the top doesn't work. But it's also that these guys had to get a lot of the bullshit out of their character, and. While they won't, like, of course, they have sponsorship things that need to be uh, considered, they still give you pretty straight answers to everything. And 
for the lack of a better word, their charisma or aura, if you want, is just completely different. Like having people that are veterans of multiple years giving interviews is a very different experience um, than it would be in, in Overwatch, where of course those guys are like 18, 19. Um, and mm. just like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess one little anecdote just for, for the CS fans, because I, I think that was the coolest fucking shit I've ever heard someone say in an answer to a question to me in, a, in an eSport. Um, like, I looked at if there was post-major blues, so, so like a depressive series after the high points, right? Because we, we heard of that in sports and whatnot. Now, the CS circus is a little different because the next Tier 1 tournament was literally blast with the best teams in the world there. So there wasn't too much time for blues, but it's like... I asked that question to Device, and just, Device just went, you know, I'll tell you when I know, because it has been a while since I've lost a major. And if you look up Device, like, and you're not familiar with him, that's a guy that has been winning every single major t since, like, 2019, because, like... Of course, the majors were canceled in 2020. The three beforehand, he all won. And that was the first one he, where he didn't. And then he winked at me when he gave that answer. In the huh. most matter-of-factly way. Dude, I was just like, my God. Like, I was, I was, I was uh, yeah, starstruck a little bit by, the, by that answer. I'm not going to lie. That was really impressive to, uh, to hear. And it just illustrates what it does for a scene when your top superstars have career longevity and also have to go through, like have to travel as much as these CSGO guys have, have to give, give as many interviews as these guys have, they're complete professional in that. It's, it's really impressive. Joe, how was your trip? <laughs> uh, yeah, my trip was really good. Um, I, you know, uh, my hotel was amazing. Shout out uh, the hotel organizer and the tournament organizer. Um, I really loved uh, participating in the shit bowl. Um, it was it was a great mm. time. I, I earned this stamp as a constellation prize because, of course, I placed last. Um, I now rival the Shanghai Dragons as the most losing professional uh, shit bowl player um, in, in the known universe. So the trip I trip I was referring to was just you know the two of us and Dogman. Justin Bauman in the last episode that we had about Yusuke, because that's where we were. That's Yusuke was that where we were. Last. We were here. He was uh, rubbing shoulders with the best CS players in the world. Um, and what I actually to like about that game, just I know there's an Overwatch podcast, but since mm. we're on the topic, is because you brought up Simple and Device, and I just had a quick Google of their ages, 24 and 26 respectively. Um, seems like you don't get plays of that age really in the Overwatch League. I mean, we had a few, but they've all mostly retired. We've had Neptuno gone, Toby's gone. Those are two of the oldest players. Mano's retired. Um, you know who's the oldest player? I actually don't even know who the oldest player going into next year is, twenty twenty two. But it can't be, can't be that old. Yeah, it's a good can't question. Can't be much older than like twenty four, really. Um, yeah. You know, in my mind, it's got to be like Moth or somebody. I don't, but I don't even think Moth. It's not picked that? up yet. <laughs> oh, uh, it doesn't even have a team. And yeah, he's not even picked. He's 25. So if he gets picked up, he might be one of the older players. Yeah. And we'll talk about Moth a little bit later on today in a little bit more depth. Um, but yeah, I, I respect the veterancy in CSGO, especially because you get guys up to the 30 still performing really well. Mm. The old um, PGS roster, you know, um, like Vertus Pro and all that, with, you know, the Ukrainians. Uh, Ukrainians? No, they're... they're 
where were they from? Oh, they were Polish. They were Polish. Polish. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Uh, with old Taz and see that that's uh, why how you know Avril isn't American because he knows the difference, uh, or the fact Between that there Ukrainian is a difference. Polish. Yeah. Yeah, you also don't know that I'm not American because I sound nothing like an American. Um, that's Joe, a lie. Why don't you give us Why don't you give us a preview of what American sound like? Yeehaw! Thank you very much, cowboy. There you go. We got all we needed. Not even um, and you know, I, I don't know if I mentioned this on a previous podcast episode, but I I did watch a bit more Tiger King, and that is legitimately. <laughs> and I was like, dude, there's these um, American sounding people. If you want to get a sample of what like some true blue Americans sound like, man, you just got to watch one episode of Tiger King. Like, damn, them some Americans right there. Um, so, okay, so. As we previewed, we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, a couple of teams that have made some moves. There's not a lot of teams still making moves, still teams pending on moves. There's two interesting teams I want to go over today, and beyond that, we're going to go through a bit of the free agent list and just see where everyone's at, and you know who's still yet to be picked up in the free in the FA list. Do we think there's a reasonable team for them to go to? Uh, do they have a career in 2022 with Overwatch League on Overwatch 2? All that coming up right after we give a quick shout out to our lovely patrons episode 203 of tactical crouch brought to you by battle crab refined bean bronze babuhal chare prophet picasso chris r34444 Rodino, hunter tang porkchop sammy cash 67 lotion rick zane volamelon sugar sugar high volamel smooth nuts and your misery okay by the First way team just just quickly i love how we've had like the intention of our uh, of our names in the patron list slowly creep, creep towards taking the piss off Joe. That's that's the type of content that I, I enjoy. Thank I've you. been trying to egg these fuckers on for, for what feels like years now, and it's finally, you guys are finally getting to it. If more of you want, you know, shit, I'll read these goofy names if, you know, we can get more, uh, you know, fun. Okay. Little... <laughs> I'll leave out the ones that refer to you specifically. Now we'll get to segments. Sure, like, yeah. And now, and now Volomel is going to read out the goofy names of people making fun of him. And yeah. then you'll, you'll do your ones. Why, we could just make it cheaper if we can get more of them. It, it, you know, leave a yeah. comment in the description or wherever you're listening to this or watching it. If, if like a, a cheaper patron read would, yeah. uh, would, would get, you, get you to buy in. Actually, thanks for... Uh, interrupting me going to a team because i've just realized there's actually one other thing that we should probably talk about mm. so i've i've just baited everyone into thinking we're about to get into talking about a team psych but in fact no we're, we're not going to get there uh if you're watching this as a vod feel free to skip ahead if you don't care about this next topic but uh i mean yeska is about to yeska you can prepare to skip ahead anytime you want here <laughs> uh we're going to talk about the content creator experiment patch that's come out um it's pretty recent i think it for me it just came out today or at least at the time of this recording it's come out today so any initial thought i mean i should probably explain what it is so essentially blizzard had a chat to uh some content creators about doing another experimental patch you, uh, you guys might remember the one that came out a while back now with a whole bunch of Overwatch League players and personalities kind of um contributing to balance changes for a fun experimental patch i think it was for april fools this one kind of came out of nowhere november 30th 2021 experimental patch where uh the stream of violet not to be confused with pro player violet on the san francisco shock the stream of violet 
made some changes for support heroes, Flash did the tanks heroes, and Somju did the DPS heroes. Uh, I could probably read through every single change, but that might be boring. So instead, we're just going to open up discussion into what you guys think about this just as an overall thing, and if there's anything specific you want to get into in terms of any changes or anything else you like. Or don't like, in the case of your skip. <laughs> yeah. Man, you guys gotta... But why, like, is that my personality, or is it just, like, is nobody else... It's really to... not. <laughs> it really isn't your personality. I think he, I think a lot of people, maybe because of your own fault, but I think a lot of people view you as, like, <laughs> this weird fault. curmudgeon. Because you kind fault. of do, like, act on the opposite angle a lot of the times. But, like, at your heart, I feel like you are just a goofy chuckle fuck like the rest of us. Yeah. But I don't know. <laughs> oh, this dude. just isn't for you. It's just this isn't content for you. And it's just, you know, like, I got something referencing. Goofy. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> and no. Introduce some goof into this experimental update. <laughs> I discussion. won't. I won't. Okay. <laughs> It's going to be like a dick joke or something. Like it is right. <laughs> it is like I promise I'm not just a contrarian to be an asshat, right? Like I was reading this and I was getting mad by myself, not as a counter reaction to be special. I was just getting mad. Okay? Why was I getting mad? So in the context of where I am emotionally with this game, I could not be it's probably the lowest point I've ever been with with Overwatch ever. Like, we don't know where Overwatch 2 is. We know it's not coming out for a hot minute. We're getting a patch. Nobody has access to this. Like, it's, it's complete radio silence. By the way, that thing where you said, like, leaks keep the off-season exciting. Oh, isn't it exciting that we're not going to have news for another two months? Great. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, every, every year, it's the same, dude. Um, so we just squeezed that orange out. Like, wh what now? Oh. A patch. I swear, I swear I had the same, like, now that I remember, I have the weirdest deja vu. We're in the very same position as last year. I swear I, I had made that point before. So, out of the absolute void pit that is the experience of Overwatch Esports at the moment, in comes an experimental patch. The way I got introduced to it is Sideshow on Twitter saying, why does this always hit after Platchat? Well, that's the curse we enjoy it because we record the day after, of course. So I'm like, oh, this is so, so finally some opium. Give me opium. And I scroll down, and first off, I notice a couple of good changes. And I get excited. Some creativity on this, you know, like some Reinhardt changes and, and that type of stuff. And I'm like, ah, this, this could be nice. Oh, you thought that was good? Anyway, continue. And then, like, it's just interesting. I don't care... Like, if, if you have an interesting change that could inject some much-needed, like, novelty in this absolute barren state of this fucking game at the moment, like, and then you're like, oh, like, let's try, like, how it interacts. You keep scrolling, and then there's just some changes that make it completely impossible to uh, evaluate the, the interestingness of those changes by themselves. It's like you you have an like you have an interesting sort of like um, test or like what's it called like in a lab like a uh, interesting um, oh, I I can only 
remember the German word, but like, like field test or whatever, right? You mm-hmm. you you want to test if that works, and then someone just shits all all over the table where you're conducting that test on, right? It's like now you can't like whatever comes out of this, unless you have a gentleman's agreement with these people that are not going to use diva because like the melee change is a complete joke. That like. Now the value of those changes is completely diminished, and I, I lose all interest in ever trying that out. It's actively, mm. like, the opportunity was there, you were probably told to introduce some uh, joke type of fun things. Bro, I don't play video games for fun. I'm sorry. I'm playing it for satisfaction and all of um. interest. Like, and there's nothing there for me. And there hasn't been anything there for the longest time for me. There, there's just nobody catering to... Uh, it's just a silly patch, Yiska. It's just a silly patch. Yeah, but where's my non-silly patch then? I don't know. <laughs> Thank you. What do you want? What do you want in a non-silly patch? What Interesting like, concepts. You... Like some of the experimental patches were, like for instance, the the uh, the tank April change, one? right? Like no, not the April Fool's one. I... Where we uh, okay. tried out like World Talk being like a main tank type of thing, or like Zarya oh, bubbles. Yeah, like yeah. that that's that was just interesting. That wasn't complete bullshit and like just like mm-hmm. a, a pro fools joke type of thing. This was genuinely interesting, like playing around with some concepts. Guys, I'm gonna inject a very important dose of uh realism right now. Alright, we're gonna strap in for a little bit of realism. And that <sighs> is that what is the point, genuinely speaking, what is the point of team four? making balance patches for Overwatch 1 when really the thing they need to be doing is like knuckling down, putting their heads down and working on patches and like balances for Overwatch 2. So you agree this is a complete waste of time because someone else had to engineer this? Well, it's a a pretty free thing to do when... Well, I mean, okay, somebody somebody on Team 4 still had to do... put this in the game. But you didn't have to do too much thinking here because all that needs to happen is, okay, you talk to your content creators um, and you they, they give you their ideas for what they think should happen in this patch. Cool, you write that down, you shove it into the game, uh, and you press play. I, I know that's a lot that's very... I just simplified it by a million times. It's probably a little bit... just decent amount more, more work than what I just said. But, you know, you when you don't have to do the thinking part, you just have to implement it in... And hopefully it doesn't take a huge amount of effort to implement in. That's not like a giant amount of work. So this was probably a very, I'm guessing, speculating here, a um, a fairly straightforward bit of thing to do for the Overwatch community that didn't take up too much uh, resource on the Blizzard end of things. Because as I said, any sort of resource this could be taken up, like any real amount of resource, should just be put towards Overwatch Two. And at this point. People are saying, I mean, we had this discussion with Dustin in the last episode. It's like people saying, it's like, well, why don't they do X or Y or Z things for Overwatch 1? Like, you can't just leave the game being as barren as it is. My counterpoint to that is, is, I mean, anything that they could be doing, they should just be doing for Overwatch 2 because we need that game as soon as fucking possible. And any amount of time and any, any amount of effort and any amount of resource that gets taken away from Overwatch 2 to be put into Overwatch 1 is a waste of time. As much as that hurts to say, as much as that is painful to say, and a painful realization. I think that's the that's the dosage of realism I'm injecting into this conversation. Um, so no, I don't think there's going to be a, a patch. I don't think there's going to be 
and like an actual real patch down the line unless it's like some real broken shit like i'm sure this is like, like some really game breaking bug then they gotta like patch that out straight away to make you know the game bug free as much as possible that's different but i wouldn't expect like a balance change like why put effort into balancing 6v6 when you need to be balancing 5v5 that's the priority i i would then say some of those changes were non-trivial like non-trivial at least if maybe maybe i'm talking out of my ass but like that roadhog change doesn't feel uh non-trivial the same probably for i guess genji could be the same in terms of like shooting gives himself knockback yeah it's, gives... it's like it's i don't think it's that weird it's like i mean if a genji deflects a whole hog you get knocked back he just gives himself knockback i i don't look at any of these things in the patch notes and think like wow that'd be hard to implement like yeah okay zari got more shield like uh that might be an interesting one but that would just be i mean i'm not gonna try and pretend like i know how they would implement that but you're not wrong sound barrier now dealing damage when you land on something like a goomba stomp it's probably quite a bit different but I mean, I think that's probably the most extreme in terms of what it requires the devs to do inside yeah. know, the development tools. Right? Everything else is just like, yeah, increase this thing by 15% and reduce this cooldown by two seconds, you know? It's like, okay, just adjust some numbers. You just open up the thing, change a number, and boom, you're done. Yeah, I just feel like, for instance, like the, the charge key thing, like being able to stop that is probably non-trivial. Even though that's one of the things that I uh, actually like as a um, as, as an experiment. Um, God, removing the barrier from Sigma play is just Overwatch, like play Overwatch so two, play Overwatch two, Reinhardt and Overwatch one. Now, I, I I don't mind that. I think that's a reasonable experience. Even though the uh, flats, I mean his favorite hero is Ryan. Let's not mince our words here. This Ryan is ridiculous. This Ryan is like Omega buffed. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. This Ryan is like Sigma on release levels of buffed, on like levels of crazy good. Yeah. Um, yeah it's, it's unbelievable. It's actually, it's actually fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Hansel Ricochet, that's, that's the type of change. I'm just, it's just, oh, man, that completely just ruins the fun. I don't well, know. it actually doesn't make any difference because the whole point, are you really going to be trying to ricochet Storm Arrows on purpose? I mean, if you... If you no, know it, your angles, maybe it'll work, but most most players would be you'd just be storm arrowing at somebody's face for a headshot. Like the ricochet actually and then is, you, Yeah, and then you miss no and then you get gameplay. random uh, headshots just like the old scatter error was the issue, right? Uh I would like to see play, players purposely try and angle shots from storm arrows to fire around corners to try and land shots. Um, I don't know about like I, I still don't think like random shots of ricocheting because you missed storm arrow is going to make that much of a difference. And if it does, it will it will feel pretty shit. But um, no, I don't I don't see this as being that wild. If anything, the ricocheted storm arrows should deal like only fifty percent damage or something. That that would prevent the bullshit. Exactly. That way, that way, if you did get hit by ricochet arrow, it's not as punishing. Because I would be furious if I like died to a random ricochet headshot. You know that would be that would be pretty bad. Yeah. Or just make it so that ricochets can't headshot. I I I'd take that as well. But. Yeah. No. Yeah. But those are just like okay. Yeah. No. That's anti fun actually. So does anyone have any particular hero they want to dive into? Speaking of dive, I might as well just start. Uh my goodness, the dive tanks, Winston. 
on this patch. Knockback effects are now 30% less effective on Winston, so I guess he's got his own version of Ryan's Steadfast. Uh, jump pack, oh sorry, Winston deals 100% more damage to deployables, barriers, turrets. I don't think that counts for Ryan's shield, it's like deployable shields like Orissa's. Jump pack now deals 100 damage to enemies within 4 meters of the launch location. That sounds like when you jump away, it deals 100 damage, not when you land. Travel speed increased by 30%. That's actually... What, it's actually a pretty big change because it means he's harder to hit midair. And then primal rage health bonus increased from 500 to 1000, which means you have 1500 total health during a primal. Uh, all all big buffs. I mean, he, this guy is just like ridiculous. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Like, there's some interesting things that seem probably easy to exploit, but I, I kind of liked, for instance, the idea that basically, like, being able to engage from very different angles with Genji theoretically, like, you know, like playing almost like a Left 4 Dead hunter, if you want. Um, oh, because he's got his triple jump back with the reset on the wall. Yeah, yeah and it can Apparently infinitely. that's broken, by the way. Apparently you can infinitely um, do that yeah, or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah I know. I felt like reading those patch notes that that was almost going to be a given um, that that would happen. Uh, I I always liked the combat roll midair uh, airborne when that was a bug or whatever it was in the game. I didn't hate that. Um, uh, were they? I just read one of those that was actually really interesting in terms of uh, the Anna the Anna sleep dart. Is sort of interesting uh -huh, because it uh -huh. re rewards uh, team combination, you know, like around those. Maybe, maybe too strong, of course. Um, Baptiste Selfiel is is a thing too interesting, even though I think the regenerate burst has no um, no purpose in dealing damage instead. That's just sort of weird. Uh, to self heal is ridiculous. Like, imagine you're a trace or anybody trying to kill a bap now. You're trying to 1v1 this guy, and he's just pocketing himself. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And on top of that, the regen burst now deals damage. So good luck, like, actually diving on this guy. It's probably a better anti-dive hero than Brig, considering uh, mm -hmm. they removed Inspire from Brig. To be fair, that's, that's maybe a positive. Inspire is just, everyone knows it's too strong. Inspire is insanely strong. Yeah. Uh, I actually don't mind the Brig changes here. Nope. Now it's more of like a repair pack kind of hero. Yeah. The a I just I just get AOE healing out. I don't like AOE healing. I think AOE healing breaks the game. So the less AOE healing, the better for me, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, Diva had some crazy changes as well. Defensive matrix size increased ten percent. Duration of boosts from two to four. Speed increased by twenty five percent. I mean, this just the boosted duration from two to four is wild. That's a lot of flying time. Yeah. Um, melee damage increased from thirty to hundred. Like, what is that? Like, you can just run at somebody from far away, boosters up, fire your missiles, fire your guns, and then finish them off with 100 damage melee. You can delete a 200 HP hero. No issues now. Yeah. And then ejecting a mech now ejects you 15 meters up per second up. I think 15 meters per second up and 10 meters per second in the direction you're holding. So I don't know. I, that's a bit of a meme, but the rest of it is wild. I think they just thought that that would get rid of these toxic stalls for Divas. Where Diva could shut, just shut it down by meleeing that way through body blocks. I think there's mm. just too much exploitative uh, behavior there. Uh, one one thing that I actually liked, even though I would want to see how it plays, is the Lucia change in terms of 
the wall riding fire rate thing. So, um, all right. Like if you wall ride, fifteen percent more uh, fire rate. So if you have the mechanical ability to stick to wall and hit someone, and then it only stays if you're wall riding for less than one second. That's interesting because you you need to reset the wall ride then in order to hit that. So that makes it mechanically um, challenging while also being uh, rewarding for those who can manage that, like in that movement to be able to hit uh, those shots. I'm not sure if that might be too overpowered at the highest level, but at least that's that's an interesting change. I, I was uh, like that that was something that looked really fun. It's the most unique change, the Lucio stuff. Mm-hmm. Out of all, out of everything, I, I actually Brick as well is pretty unique. But Lucio, generally speaking, I never thought about any of that kind of stuff. I don't you mind. Also, think about it as a main look. I don't mind the support changes. I think Violet did a very good job with it. Uh, the Baptiste just feels <sighs> that's a better soldier <laughs> in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Like it's just straight up better, right? Um, mm-hmm. already like. Bab doesn't need more damage. Can we agree to that? Like, Bab already has enough damage. Yeah. Um, and then an infinity ability to self-heal. Oof. Like, you just become a no, one-man army not on, on a flank. Right. Why did, yeah. why did Violet feel that adding damage to Exoboots was required? Exoboots now deals 40 damage to enemies within 4 meters upon landing. What? what? Yeah. I don't understand. Why, why was that necessary? There's just stuff in here like Bap was already so strong as a hero. All this says to me is that the three, it's almost like my conspiracy is the three of them got together and just said, hey, how do we make goats good again? And then they just like, oh, well, Bap, we'll buff Lucio, we'll buff Bap, we'll buff Ryan, we'll buff Diva or Zarya, both of them are heavily buffed. Um, and then, well, DPS, who cares about that? Really, it's just about the tanks, the supports, and then you just put the DPS around it, and now, boom, here you go, you got to crazy good, you know, Ryan, Zarya, Bap, Lucio, comp again. It's just like all these, all the rush heroes got buffed and that makes me sad. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Again, like, even if you think, like, some of, of them did a really good job, there's just a couple of those changes that will just destroy the experience and I guess you can just, like, say to your friends, like, let's not play with those characters, but yeah, otherwise, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Seems fun. No, Pretty much it. Like, <laughs> it, it, I think it's a good dose of uh, like goodwill to the people who are still playing the game. It's definitely its own playlist, if you will. Um, yeah, I I saw this and was like, yeah, I genuinely want to try some of these. Like, these, this seems kind of fun. This seems kind of interesting. It's the first time in a long time that I've had. I call it an itch, but uh, any kind of want to try to play Overwatch. Um, and I think that goes a long way. Hopefully this isn't it in terms of any kind of communication or maybe the the tournament, maybe there's some communication there with what's to come, maybe some developer talking, you know, like, oh, we liked how that played, or maybe they can review this and take some things or maybe shed some light on some some areas i don't know it's oh it's fine i don't know it seems cool i don't know i'll tell you one thing it made me want to play overwatch but for the tournament 
Because I was thinking about entering okay. the tournament. Because there's for people that don't know, there's a tournament associated uh, with this entire thing. I think that was true for the last one as well. It's the Flash Ops tournament, right? And you can sign up on the Game Battles link, uh, which is in the actual patch notes page, which I'm sure you'll find on the PlayOverWatch.com website. And some really huge prize pools. I'm talking like $10,000 US for the NA tournament. And I think something like 7K US for the EMEA, which is Europe, Middle East, Africa, and the ANZ tournament. Um, and especially for ANZ, that's a pretty, that's a humongous prize pool for ANZ. Like 7K is like over 10,000 Australian dollars easily. And if you were to put that kind of money into a tournament today in any other game, like mm. that's a humongous tournament. For example, I remember Valorant tournaments on the release year of Valorant, which was what last year in OC and ANZ, where they didn't even have prize pools that big. And this is like a, na- a national region wide tournament, right? For the best mm. team in the region for like a serious tournament, not like a jokey tournament. I'm not saying this is a joke, but like clearly an experimental flash ops tournament is not the same as a try hard 6v6 play the base game kind of tournament, right? This is, like, this is not contenders. This is a pretty casual tournament. And it's got a gigantic prize pool attached to it. And I was pretty keen to even enter. And I was trying to, you know, trying to, you know, really snuggle up to some pro players. I know in the region, like, hey, Adam, you're not doing anything. You want to team <laughs> up, buddy? You're pretty good at the game. And, and I'm, you know, how we're good friends and all that kind of stuff. So I was trying to, see who's available for me to for me to leech off and carry me i'm not that bad but you know these guys are fucking phenomenal so um and also i look at this i'm like yeah adam will do something with this uh 30 damage to 100 damage melee i'm sure he'll do something with that so <laughs> um yeah but i think that might be my only drawback to a lot of the the narrative for you know overall discourse with this is like the messaging of how much investment is being put into stuff like this where it's like i don't know if blizzard maybe maybe i'm looking way too far into this but i don't think that people are itching for big prize pool novel tournaments i think they just want communication i don't know that this is going to do what they think it will Uh, no no joe don't don't Think they like, don't convince them to take the money back no i i like hey, <laughs> there's money on the table i mean yeah go get the bag of course oh, anybody on. who's interested go out and go out and grab it but i just from like a from their perspective i just don't get it because this isn't the first time that we've had kind of conversations around topics like this that i'm just like yeah that, do that you want them doesn't to make do? a lot of sense what do you want them to do instead talk to us Give me over what you just talk to you. Okay, well, yeah. yes, they, they want to give they want to give you Overwatch 2, but it's not really that. so that, sure, of course. That's, <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. Show you me. Believe, I know you do believe that. Um Joe, I'm not gonna lie to you. They can talk to us and they can give us money via these tournaments. They can that's these are not sure. Why not exclusive. both? Yeah, I'll take it. That's fine. Uh, if, also, if we live in that world. Also, Joe, they want to talk to you, but there's nothing to talk about right now. It's nothing they can. That do. I don't believe. That I don't believe. I don't know why you wouldn't believe that. What do you think they can? What do you think they're holding back on? Any of the possible changes that they could be doing. If you can let slip that, well, maybe we're gonna try Doomfist as a tank. Point. 
Okay, what's your account? I have a count. My counterpoint is it's dangerous to talk about those things publicly because it sets yeah. up an expectation from the audience. From your play base. So as soon so, as you say, uh, even the Doomfist thing is, I don't even think Jeff Goodman should have said that. That's really dangerous now because you've set a precedent and now what's going to happen is people are expecting Doomfist to be a tank. And if he's not going to be a tank, well, watch too. People are going to be like, oh, well, uh, developers lied to us. They said Doomfist was going to be a tank and now he's not a tank. I can't believe they lied to us. I'm like, no, they were just... They were just spitballing, but here's the problem. People people don't understand that. People do not have the mental capacity. They lack the IQ to understand that the devs were just spitballing and not making promises. Unfortunately, mm. in the development, the development world, anything that comes out of their mouth ends up being some sort of fucking promise because people can't tell the difference. That's why the communication isn't there because unless something is like fully confirmed, such as the Sombra and the Bastion rework, an official... In an official way, if they if they try to quote unquote talk about it, it's not just talking about it to the audience. No, people write that shit down into concrete, wait for it to dry, and then they'll fucking frame it on the wall. A slab of concrete framed on a wall. That's right. They'll do that and they'll they'll say six months down the line, Oh, you lied to us because look at my proof. I have this concrete slab on my wall that says you said this. That's what people do. But and that's yeah, why they've started to I I don't I don't disagree. Um in in a minor sense um i don't think that should shut people away i think blizzard has uh been pretty gun shy as a company as a whole um i think with that same logic um and i think that's to their detriment uh, if i'm gonna be completely honest I think every developer does this show it's not just blizzard yeah but Everybody sure okay. Does this. sure okay here's here's two things a there's less less than 600 people signed up for this tournament at the moment in the grand scheme of things yeah. nobody cares um secondly do we really think they're so far away from finalizing whatever the pre-patch is going to be that they cannot talk about these rough ideas at this point that they're crystallized bro i mean it's possible please don't be possible like <laughs> the downside of doing so is far greater than the upside of doing it the upside is you might get some kudos or some people give you a thumbs up and say yay they talk to us. The downside is exactly what I described, where people hold you accountable to what you just said in terms of like believing that's a promise. And that downside is so huge, it's not worth it's not worth coming out and saying anything. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I it, think I think there's some butthurt people that will feel that way, but I think the vast majority of people really are excited to hear from the developers and excited think, to hear. I think when you read comments yeah. online, you know it's the opposite, Joe. You I think, know it's the opposite. I think I think the online community is a fraction of the general player base. I think those people who are willing to go out and say that are not representative of the entire player base. I think it's also important to realize that the context of which this discussion is currently happening in, I think that is certainly probably something that we should cut them some slack for with the with the entire situation at Activision Blizzard in general at the moment. Oh, sure. Yeah, communication co might come a, a little little harder. Um, mm. Yeah, I just don't know what it communicates. I'm really anxious of whatever the future holds, especially yeah, for the esports portion. Yeah, agreed. The best card to play would be to wait till you have something substantial, then do a proper press release on it, and have something real surrounding it rather than what it currently is, which is a whole bunch, which basically is um, 
good old team four is the dad driving the car on vacation and the entire player base is the kids at the back saying hey are we there yet okay 10 seconds oh sorry are we there are we there yet oh are we there yet and it's just like constant it's just constant like bro there's nothing to update on yeah we're working on a new game oh what are you working on uh yeah, we're working on 5v5 and some new heroes and that's like what what, do you, what else do you want to know like it's just like dude at the you, same you know, time asking me every fucking every other day it's like this nothing's changed okay let's let's establish some ground ground facts right mm. less is going to get done through christmas right like at least i would say I'm one sure. or two weeks of this month are probably not going to be productive work right mm. Fair so That's we fair. got about two more weeks of productive work in this month. And then we have January. If this game... It, bro. If we don't get the pre-patched version by start of February, like, nah. Nah, we, got, we need. We need to. We definitely need to if we want to start in April. So six weeks removed, six working weeks removed from that version having to drop mm. we don't can't say any other major changes or maybe there are none or like i, I don't know like I, I don't i don't see a world where does that just doesn't communicate something negative to me i i think the mo the strategically best move to make is to wait until we'll use your february timeline here wait until that day when that pre-patch has to drop and the pros finally get access. That's the day that you come out and say, "Here's what our professional uh, build looks like currently, and what's on it." No. That's my opinion. Why? Why? Why do that? Because anything you say before then is going to be half baked. And honestly, what you're going to say on February is probably going to be half baked anyway. But why would you? Why would you? Okay, with that being the case, and that that's, that serves my point even better. Which is to say that, like, why would you, why would you drop any, why would you give any news if you're gonna, if if you're not ready, you know, uh, you're gonna be forced to. I don't actually sure. know they're gonna be forced to say anything, but ideally they'll have to say something when they give the game to the pros, and that would be the best time to talk to the public about what, where the current state of the game is, because at that point, I'm sure the pros will be under NDAs. I mean, you'll, you'll, we'll see. I mean, you'll, you'll, if there could be a, a world where they say nothing, the pros are under heavy NDAs. And they also can't say anything. They'll play it, but they can't show any footage. They can't talk about any footage. They can't say anything or do anything about it at all. Uh, otherwise, you know, their careers are obviously in jeopardy, and that's bad for them. So they, they have something to lose, which is great leverage to make sure they don't say anything. And then you can keep your game under wraps even more. But if that happens, my strategic read on that is that the game is not in a, a, a showable state. That's that. Then you should be worried. You should be worried... If there's heavy NDAs where the pros can't even talk about it, I don't mind if they can't stream and they can't show it. But if they can't even talk about it, that means you know what what there is to talk about probably isn't going to be good enough. I mean, also let's be honest, it would leak. Uh, like that if there yeah. if you have a every Overwatch player like 160 people for 150 or whatever, someone's going to spill 100. percent Someone's going to accidentally spill. Like, it's, it's just how it works. Of course. Which, which, by the way, leads me back to my original point of, like, that being the case, Blizzard need to have something good to show by the time they give it to the sure. 
pros and if you have something good to show by then because that's what you're supposed to have then you might as well show it to the public too doesn't mean the public can play it but at least the public get an update on what it is what it is and you know i i just think there's no point in like this little tidbit of like oh this week we're working on testing genji having 10 percent faster shurikens like no one gives a fuck about that give me something substantial and the, you know until you have something substantial it's not worth talking about that's just my that's my opinion yeah yeah i would i it's probably not worth diving into i would probably argue the opposite personally um that could just be from my own selfish perspective like but, a uh, like a parent yeah. or like a you're like a you're like a line manager looking over the shoulder of the factory worker like what do you go what do you got over there huh what are you doing what are you doing this minute now yeah like breathing down their necks and like wanting to get like every time a little update <sighs> The thing so is, it's a little bit pedantic, Joe. It's a little bit pedantic. It, we are sure. also, like, consumers, or especially in this community, also the worst type of line manager you could possibly imagine. Like, at this point, I understand why they they uh, engage in anti-work at this point. <laughs> like, like in, in, interacting with this community has always been, I feel like, a pretty it's big a lose, challenge. Lose. Yeah, it, you're not winning. I, I can totally understand from that point. Some some parts of mm. the company has, have tried. I'm sure, like, once again, we have to say in the context of the current situation at the company, it probably hasn't become easier to be, like, or to, to become the community manager that has a front-facing image. Um, <sighs> and with the consumer, consumer behavior, oh, especially of the vocal fraud, like, I understand. Like, have a fun end of the year and but i mean by january we got to see some results i agree yeah it however much money they're paying andy b it's not enough to <laughs> yeah. do what he's to do what sure, he's doing yeah. on the forums yeah talking to the player base and having them throw shit at to be fair most of the player base has been kind to him which is good to see but i mean it just feels like such a lose-lose situation when you have to be the guy you have to be the messenger to an angry crowd and you know that just does almost doesn't even matter what you can say yeah. um so shout outs to andy b for being great at his job so far i think he's doing a great job but can't yeah. be an easy one cannot be an easy job at all um any final thoughts on experimental patch before we move on pretty basic topic to start us off on a bit of a warm-up that's it Oh, I'm good. Okay. Here we go. We're going to talk about uh, actual teams now. First team we're going to talk about that have actually fully announced their lineup and actually, uh, honestly, credit to the social team for their review, their review, their their sort of uh, strategy on releasing this information with all the little teasers and the little hints. Uh, the social media and content team did a great job. They did a content piece as well. Finally announcing the team. I enjoyed it. Thought it was really well done. Um, the Titans are doing the most right now to try and recover uh, a, a lot of lost faith and a lot of probably negative reception to their brand over the past few years, understandably. And I think uh, the best thing they can absolutely do is build a strong team. And I am very much, I think... Uh, pleasantly surprised at how good this team actually looks like on paper shockwave aspire false master aztec yeah. damn yeah 
Um, from the squad that I heard about, there's just like one minor change uh, in the uh, UPS department. I think I like that option more with Aspire. Um, but generally speaking, like, yeah, like I think I had a tweet before all of this came out was like, I, I like what they're cooking there. I think this is a team that Vancouver fans can be um, looking forward to enjoy and um, can be hyped about. Definitely the best team they've had built since uh, season two, right? Um, I am, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement with like what Dogman said on the last podcast, in in the sense that it is re really weird to keep the coaches that also built the last team. Because let's be perfectly mm -hmm. honest, there were definitely better minimum players on the market than whatever team they faced, and they were the second worst team in the Overwatch League by that time, right? And then mm -hmm. there was also no reason to believe they would ever do better. Like, for instance, London Spitfire doing as badly as they did and practically performing the same is more excusable because they had the, the British Hurricane experiment where they had reason to believe that this was, would transition better and they had more disadvantages, especially with the ping, right? Vancouver had none of those excuses, right? They had yeah. access to... Um, Probably more resources, slightly more. They uh, are in North America playing on much more manageable ping, and they still had a terrible team, right? So, like, whoever decided that should have probably seen consequences of their, their actions there. Even though, like, of course, we don't know what the restrictions were on them. It's just really hard. Like, this. it's not like Vancouver had this really clear like canadian slant where they had to recruit like sure. five uh, canadians and therefore sucked like that it, it seems self-imposed for the most part um they were not late to the off season in terms of like getting their staffs there late they also had that from uh from season three mid season three onward right so i don't know like that's the one sus part about this for me then again, I could see how this team is one that is pretty good about coaching themselves as well. Has a little bit of the Atlanta vibes for me. Um, yeah, definitely. Also, of course, one of the Atlanta players there uh, that could bring that leadership vibe to that. Uh, and if mm. Massa wanted to step up in a comparable position that Gator inhibits for the Atlanta Reign, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure if I agree that this team has to be top 10. But, like, in the midfield, definitely, like, I would... I would say with the talent that they have, they would have to probably be slightly better than London, maybe? Probably slightly better than... Uh, probably on par with Paris, is the way I put them. Okay. So you're, you're at least saying that they're more in the mix this season. Is that maybe a better line to draw? Um, yes, for sure. More competitive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, they're not at least, they're not a bye week, right? No, I, I don't think so. I also think it's rather impressive for them to have been able to, uh, get the lost son back after they had the pretty big, um, faux pas, if you want. Your, fa your favorite sure. Danish player. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think he's from Copenhagen, right? I think I remember I'm that. I'm surprised, I'm surprised you didn't meet him. I'm surprised you guys didn't hang out. I, it 
crossed my mind more than once that I would should maybe like just shoot him a DM and go like, okay, where can I get X here, or do you have recommendations? Um, or co just congratulate him do on a great city. Do a live interview with, with Shockwave, live in Copenhagen, you know? Yeah, like a proper. The, the one thing weird thing is, I think is is Shockwave. I imagine he's not that tall, right? I don't know. Dude, I, when I was rocking around there, I felt small for the first time in my life. And I'm six foot two. <laughs> that, like, that was... Those giant Danish people, huh? Unreal. Unreal. I don't know. Um, but yeah, like, I, I like that roster. I think Aspire is great. Shockwave Aspire is potentially really exciting storyline. Uh, and PPS still. Mm. Um... Not too sold on Aztec, but maybe Toronto was also not the the type of team that he would yeah. excel at. That's the little question mark. Isn't there a better flex support also that speaks the the language there? Even though Aztec, of course, has some uh, experience there. I don't know. That's a uh, that's that's one of the question marks for me. Everyone else, including uh, Faults, I think are pretty good pickups. So. Obviously, we, you know, Joe and I and, uh, and Dustin, we, we all talked about this last week, so we're not going to have like a humongous section on it to, to rehash our thoughts again. It's mainly that we're going to catch Jeska up on it and get his thoughts. But uh, I mean, I, I think I said last week that I still think this team is probably bottom 10, but bottom 10 could be 11th, you know, 11th yeah. out of 20. It's, you know, it's mm -hmm. technically bottom 10, but it's still like a good, you're still close to being midway. I don't think it's that hard, uh, that, that, that bad. And when you, you know, I think the other thing I did was I listed out 10 teams. And when you start to really look at all the teams in the Overwatch League and you pick a top 10, like it's a pretty competitive field, especially going to yeah. next season where it feels like most teams will be picking up big rosters or like competitive rosters. Um, it's hard to break into the top 10, honestly, because there's easily 10 good teams, right? And mm. then that's not even, and then obviously at the top, you have your super elite teams like Shanghai, but even, even your 10th best team is pretty damn good like your 10th best team might be like a new york which is probably going to have like a yaki flora vibe on it which is pretty damn good you know so mm -hmm. there's no shame in being 11th there's no shame in being 12th and i think vancouver is looking like an 11 somewhere between 11 and 14 would be a great target to try and hit i think that would even be a challenge but 11 to 14 would be a strong target for them to hit for next season uh and it's probably what i'd be aiming for if i was looking at their roster and i was on their team just from their division, right? You have 12 teams in the West. Like, so, not that it's more tangible. Maybe that is the right terminology regardless. Um, where, where within those, these 12 teams, right? You know, of all the Western teams, like, where do they sit within that division, right? Like, I can maybe see them in the mix with London, maybe Paris, like, I, I agree with what uh, I think Mr. X said on Plat Chat. Like, there's always like a a good team on paper that just fumbles it. Like, maybe a Toronto, maybe a Justice that just like is bottom five within their region, right? Like, is this a team that can kind of sit maybe mid pack within their region, but maybe Asia is a little bit more competitive and you know pushes them out? Like, is it more um, okay. correct to measure them versus the region? Here's a target. Here's a realistic target for Vancouver next season. Domestically, in North America only, 
they need to be looking to beat the following teams. One, London, two, Boston, three, Florida, four, Paris, right? And then beyond that, they need to start reaching for the, the Washingtons and the Houston Outlaws. So that's that's already, you're already above the bottom four. So you're in the top eight of NA. Yeah. Uh, this is assuming it's 12 and eight to split again. So 12 teams NA, eight mm. teams East, which it might not be, but we're assuming it is. Sure. Um, then beyond that, what did I say again? Washington and Houston. So if we do that, you've beaten the bottom six, which means you know, now you're the top six. That's how you get in the top half of NA. You have to be better than Houston and Washington. And then uh, I'm giving Toronto a lot of credit here because their yeah. team looks good on paper. So I put Toronto higher than Houston and Justice for now, just because their team on paper looks pretty damn strong. Um, but that's pretty interchangeable. Like you could say that Outlaws, Defiant, Justice are all pretty interchangeable uh, in, in that kind of area. So if you can beat those teams, now you're in the top five. Top five includes Atlanta, Dallas, Shock, Gladiators, and mm. if Vancouver are aiming for a top five, they would have to be number five here. But I mean, you're you're breaching elite tier teams. Yeah. Once you're talking about Atlanta, Dallas, Glad Shock, those are all fucking elite teams, right? No arguments there. Every single team is good. Even their next, even two twenty twenty two rosters, all looking disgustingly good. Some look even better than their twenty twenty one rosters. Like shit, Atlanta might be the fourth best team there. Like who even knows? But mm. if Atlanta is the fourth best team there. You got a that's a that's a that's a motherfucker of a gatekeeper to get past if your name is Vancouver, right? So that's what I'm saying. Like being just middle of the pack, there's no shame in it if you're Vancouver because mm-hmm. there's some there's some really big names, some massive teams in that top half. I think that would be a uh, an incredible victory um, for this franchise. You know, going into a new game, right? Like I think. That's just the elephant in the room that like caveats every point that is ever made regarding Overwatch. Uh, well, I guess specifically the Overwatch League um, is that, yeah, it's a new game. Anything can happen. If, if the Titans can kind of maintain some consistent value and stay mid-pack, challenge the likes, like Avril said, domestically of, you know, London, Paris, I would probably say Florida over or, or under Boston um but even just challenging them and maybe even standing above them or on top of them um in the standings i think that's a that's a w for this this franchise yeah i mean i didn't list the teams in any specific order but yeah those those are the four teams they have to they absolutely need to try and the worst yeah next season yeah that i think that's the minimum the absolute minimum uh you know quantifiable success for the valley of vancouver is to beat boston london florida paris whatever order you want them to be in sure that's that's what they got to be um and then the greater target is then going to be some combination of outlaws defiant justice that they have to try and get past if they get past two out of those three they're in the top six and that's a w that's a w for the entire season if they do that yep. so i think that's a realistic target mm-hmm. um you know we're not underselling or overselling them I think Dustin's saying that you know he expects them to be top ten is a little bit too much because I you know as as we start to address it I mean you look at the top ten here and I'm just talking about NA like top ten for me should be again in no particular order Atlanta Shock uh, Glads Dallas this is just NA so far I'm just gonna leave that at four Chengdu five uh, Seoul six Shanghai seven right that's seven teams. Now you got three other teams that could be in there. Those three teams could be any combination of 
Philly if they get a good team, but no one knows yet. We're just looking at historical value of the fact that Philly have usually had good teams, but we'll put a pause on that. But if an asterisk, New York could be one because they got a pretty decent lineup if they can, you know, if they got the rumored Yaki Florida uh, Flora kind of deal going on, throwing some mm. decent tank. Kellen might join this team. You know, there's some potential heavy hitters on there. Um, just throw in the fact that Toronto might be a heavy hitter team. They spend a shitload of money. Um, Justice is always a wild card. They could be really good. They could be bombing out. Like, who knows at the end of the day? Um, then who knows? Like, Spark always have a good roster. They, their team on paper is always good. There's other problems that end up plaguing them, but they, they could be they could be surprisingly good. And any of these teams could be top 10. So for Vancouver to break in, I mean, there's a lot of teams to get past. Uh, so it's, it's tough. It's tough out there. Is there... Is there any kind of side of the DPS coin that you guys fall on in terms of like which is the bigger story to kind of track? Is Aspire's like actual birth with to into the Overwatch League with like a team around him rather than just like him coming in to play Tracer on, you know, Toronto's 2021 mishmash, you know, mixtape? Or is this like Shockwave's like final, you know, not final chance, but like an actual opportunity where it was like last year, he really never got like a chance to to really kind of come into his own and, and really Did you uh, say final, not final, but like this is the opportunity like this is the right. You know, if there was ever a chance, this would be it. Which which kind of side of the coin do you guys kind of fall on? Because I'm kind of torn to be honest. Man, it's I, I got two coins. I got one for each. Sure, yeah. It's definitely not an either-or situation. Not mutually exclusive for me. It's, it's both. I think both DPSs have great storylines moving into mm. next year. Jessica, any, any no. feelings either way? No. No. Sorry, I was a little disconnected from the discussion. Yeah. Just because Jessica's, like, Jessica's like, shit, maybe I am taller than Shockwave. Damn. <laughs> that's what Jessica was thinking about right then. No, I, um, I gotta right. be, right? I think the final thing I'm saying about Vancouver is that I... Did I, did I say this last week? I might have, but I can't remember. I always forget when and if I've said certain things because I feel like I've said multiple things multiple times in different places, but I'll just reiterate anyway, maybe. Um, I don't expect Vancouver to pick up their last player until they have to because they, they're a team that probably are not going to have a big roster. I don't think Vancouver will have more than six people. I think they're going to play minimum and just have only six. Although I, I could be wrong. I mean, maybe they go for seven. They did have seven last season, but wasn't seven. I think seven was also the minimum requirement. So they did play a minimum roster. I wouldn't be surprised if they just did that again. Pick up a second tank and go for it. And that's all they need. They don't really need anything else. Potentially, could they get a third DPS? Yeah, if you want to be super safe about DPS metas. Um, but other than that, I mean... They're good. I mean, could they pick up a second like support player? Also, yeah, but that just seems like a cost that Vancouver don't want to take. Just based on what I know mm. about Vancouver, what I've seen from them and their spending style, it does feel like they don't want to spend too much on salaries and they want to keep their roster pretty lean. So there'll be five. Play a bit of Overwatch 2 when they get hands on it and then pick up their last player before the deadline. That's my, I, that's my I, uh, prediction. I would agree. Not a team that uh, is historically spent a ton. Um, so yeah, probably moving late, if at all. Yeah, I mean, like moving late is also a pretty nice trick to save some some money. 
and uh, yeah. actually go under the f- 50... It's smart. 50k. More teams should move late. More teams should be moving late. Why, why wouldn't you? Save your budget. Play some Overwatch 2. Figure out what you need. Learn some stuff about the new game. And then mm. make, an, make an intelligent signing based off the lessons you've learned from actually playing the game instead of just guessing. I mean, this is a no-brainer to me. Based. Based. Oh, I love it. Oh, well. Cool. The other V team. Uh, maybe that last conversation was probably not as, you know, invigorating for some listeners because we already talked about Vancouver, but we're going to talk about another team that hopefully is a little bit invigorating because I don't think we've really talked about them at all, which is the LA Valiant. And, you know, really before there wasn't much to talk about because what what do you really want to know about the Valiant? I mean, it's not a particularly exciting team to talk about. They kind of had an, the problem. Well, they had the worst performance of any team last year or well, i say last year i mean 2021 this year this season mm. or possibly uh, ever. they were the only team that didn't get a single win even vancouver got a win even london got a win valiant are the only team that did not get a single win here's a very early w going to the very into their 2022 season supposedly based on leaks from halo first of all they've acquired no hill as the coach of this team, which is already a humongous move. No Hill's a very talked about coach, um, well known to be highly skilled in his position. Unfortunately, doesn't have a great reputation in the Chinese scene, um, where the Chinese franchises don't particularly like him or want to take him on. That's at least the rumor. Um, started with him saying some not great things about Chengdu. Not like offensive, unless you get offended by criticism. Um, but like, yeah, he was just he was very critical about Chengdu, and and um, Chengdu didn't like that, and supposedly some other teams didn't either. So No Hill didn't have. Um, that's why No Hill got dropped from Team CC for the people that remember and have the memory to go back in time to sort of uh, go back to that moment and, and figure it out. But um, yeah, so he's on a team now. Supposedly LA Valley will take him because Immortals they don't care. I mean. Clearly, they don't care, but I mean, this is at least a good. This is this is them not caring, resulting in something good for the team and the franchise. And with No Hill, supposedly, Dia will also be joining the team, which was uh, No Hill's DPS player back on Team CC, the most dominant contenders team of 2020, and one of the most dominant contenders teams of all time, really, who have won so much. They won content. They won contenders domestically, and they won the gauntlet. Um, and so Dia probably comes on and supposedly beyond that as well, Halo also revealed that No Hill has full control of the roster, whoever he wants to pick. Obviously, budget probably comes into play there as a limitation. And it doesn't have to be restricted to only Chinese players. He 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 is apparently going to get a mixed Chinese-Korean roster, which straight off the bat is going to make this team pretty damn competitive. I hope I have I don't know why I have this feeling, but I, I, I genuinely am concerned that like I know because that that's not a thing anymore. You can't just decide not to play for Valiant and play Defenders because we don't even know what the fuck's happening. Defenders. Uh I mean you can't just I hope decide so. not to play for Valiant. Yeah, you can't this what does isn't that mean? a choice anymore. Yeah. Yeah, well, the, no. the choice is: Do you want to be in the Overwatch League or not? Or That's the choice. Not. Yeah, 
that's that's pretty much where they're at yeah yeah i mean i'll always i'll always say that like i don't want to shit on teams i don't want to just like lambast them and say like wow you're terrible i hope this team's good i genuinely hope no hill gets like a, a decent budget to build a good enough team to be competitive a la maybe a vancouver style maybe they they're in the mix in asia maybe they you know maybe they can compete right hopefully that's the case and and these two rumored signings you know with head coach and coming in with dia Mm -hmm. um it's good it's a it's that's a good start it's just this is one of those teams that just like I can't like I am my eyes are branded my brain is just stamped with like bad like it's a big like v for fuck you i don't know like it's v it's for rough. fuck you yeah it's 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 new movie rough. by the it's, way fuck you fuck you is what you just said <laughs> yeah it's i i need i need some more to hope with i need i need some more tangible rumors if you will you want to um, see the rest of the roster i get you i got you not even the rest of it. I just need like a couple more pieces. So I go, okay, like that's a good start. Like it's, there's something here, like one or two more signings. And I'm, and then I'm, I'm full you, on hopium trained, but do you, how much do you trust in Hill? scale one to 10? Uh, and his ability could, to build a good roster at and, least and an lead the eight roster. and a half, nine, maybe yeah. like has, has a good track record again. Yeah underline coaching and roster building with well we don't know what goes on blah blah blah. like of course those caveats exist but with the track record that he's shown with the you know the the historical president that he's set up yeah it should be good i'll be real man no reason to believe drama drama aside and inflammatory comments to chengdu's Mm -hmm. team aside uh if i look at only this guy's accomplishments and his own merit and his own uh skill as a coach he's guys one of the best this is one of the best I've ever seen. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, there's some really good ones out there. Like, you know, you look at the the moons, the rushes, and the cr- sure, the crusties yeah. of the world, depending on what your definition of good coaches. But No Hill, by all regards, is highly regarded for his ability. And this guy don't fuck around. Like, if he's if he's in charge and he's been giving Ross the control, uh, and assuming, you know, his his He's obviously going to be restricted by budget. Every single mm. GM slash coach is going to be, but I'm sure he'll be able to work within his budget and find something. Cause I'll be real with you. There are some still decent free agents out there that have not found teams that right now probably would take a near minimum or slightly above minimum offer just to play again, just to prove themselves and, and raise his stocks for you know, maybe a 2023 season. So, I mean, mm. if you're the Valiant right now, you're no hill and you know there's players on the market, especially ones in APAC, by the way, where you're allowed to build a Korean and Chinese mixed roster. I guess some Korean players that would love to be on a team this year that probably can't get on one anymore because all the teams are full. So, um, if I'm no hill, I'm, I'm, I'm heading to the bargain bin, which ne- which normally sounds like a bad thing. Like you're going to get some real mm. cheap player. But you're gonna find some real bargains. You're gonna find some massive diamonds and like holy shit, why is yeah. this in the bargain? I can't believe yeah. somebody threw out a perfectly usable auto. Like, what are people thinking about? Like, give that, yeah, I'll take that straight to the checkout. Thank you very much. Is this um, the only year that like moving really late in the offseason like isn't that bad? Because there's so many like good play, like genuinely like solid value players that you can pick up, like 
very late. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, might be in a, in a really bad way. I don't want that to be the case, but like, why not? Let's call a spade a spade. I think like this is just like a consequence of the uncertain nature of contenders in the future. I, and, I like, think the future I of the game teams. First of all, I I think teams should be trying to sign late. Why take unnecessary risks on your roster when you can choose to play the safe game and learn more about the game you're about to play yeah, next yeah. year? All of the above, like that that sounds like the better way to go about it. For sure. And if you're if you're building a budget roster anyway, like you're not fucking you're not fighting for the S tier or A tier players. You're you're fighting for the B C tier players, which is still pretty good. Like you know, you, Valiant don't have a goal to win the season. Valiant's mm. goal is probably similar to every other team near them, such as Vancouver, who I just said. If you can just beat the bottom teams in your region and maybe get to the fifty percent mark, that's a huge W for your entire season. That would, if I'm No Hill, I'm just trying to beat whoever the bottom half in my region is. I'm trying sure. to beat Guangzhou, Hangzhou, and who else is in that uh, region? Look, legitimately, if, if Fusion York, don't put maybe. up a good team, Fusion, yeah, Fusion don't put up a good team. That's on my target list as well. New York, if they don't put up a good team, but at minimum, your Valley, you want to beat Hangzhou, Guangzhou right off the bat. You're not expecting to beat Seoul. You're not expecting to beat Shanghai. So write that shit off. Um, your next two targets, realistically, are Fusion and New York. Hunters might be a step too far because of you know the quality of players. When you look at Leave mm. on that team, and potentially Hunters maybe still have the money, and if, I mean. Chinese players want to go to Hunters. Let's be clear about that. If you're if you're a Chinese player, Hunters get number one dibs on basically all Chinese talent. That's well outside of teams called the Spark, I suppose. Um, so I'm 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 okay. If I'm No Hill, I'm I'm chilling. I'm fine. Mm. I'm perfectly happy with this situation. Yeah. Uh, again, just to echo that, I would agree. I think this is. Um, I think this is going to demand a lot of agility from a lot of teams. Um, I've written as such. Um, that, you know, I hope we do see more mid-season pickups um, and more experimentation in that area in general. I think it's something that we've had difficulty with, obviously, with the pandemic, and some teams had to, you know, be agile like Toronto and Aspire, and there's got to be other ones that I'm just blanking on, but um, I think this is going to be a big uh, eye-opener in, in that market, and I don't know that moving late this season is, is a necessary or inherently a bad thing let's say yeah agreed i don't know there's there, there are some some bomb players like you you're not hurting for main support that's that's probably going to be very easy uh that's like players like merit right still out there um sure value like on the main on the tank position you could definitely like get one of those tank main tank players that haven't uh, found a way, like, and and gamble that they might be able to um mm. to slot in. Of course, to be to be honest, like the um the retirements kind of hurt your chances. I think a little bit, like Michelle now retiring these type type of players. Um, sure, but Did yeah, you really want Michelle? No. How? I mean, this thing. I don't think any of the retired players make a difference. Were you really going to be gunning for IDK or Michelle? Seriously? I don't think IDK so. IDK, maybe. Um, uh, there's better main supports on the market. I'm sorry, but there are. Yeah, probably are. Um, it also, there are a lot of good main supports that are English speaking, I think. Maybe less so on the, uh, on the 
Oh, well, I guess as yeah, as like uh, let me let me bring up the graphic. I guess as Langsa, I guess as um, Sanguina, whatnot. Um, yeah, not bad. Like the, those are options. Ugh, dude, are you really? Nah, I I I would rather like probably gamble on. Bro, I'll just straight up say it. I'd take game game god over Karif. Um, yeah, but sure. that is like my like I'd rather like, invest in a rookie. Mm, agreed. I mean, if you should we try and build a team for Valiant right now based on all these players? I mean, we'll, we'll we'll be talking more about some of these other uh, free agents in more detail in our next segment. But for right now, like, Ooh. here's ah. one thing. Here's one thing I will say. I'm gonna apply the same rules to Valiant as I look at Vancouver and assume their rules, which is that they are going for a minimum roster in terms yeah. of players. They're not gonna go for seven. They're gonna go for six. So based on that, I mean, if you think you would rather have three DPS and one tank, that's up to you. But I think you want two DPS. Two tank, two support, yeah. which means you can't get two hit scans, which means Merit, Pine, XE probably out of the equation. Mm -hmm. Even a Pritter out of the equation. I don't think Chengdu give you a Pritter anyway. Yep. Um, assuming D is on the list, that means you need a flex DPS. Um, Otto is my number one pick for flex DPS. I agree. Guy yeah. seriously wants a shot. He's very keen to have a shot. Um, he's actually fucking good. Mm -hmm. Like he's not he's not my number one flex DPS pick, like Jesus Christ. Like there's a bit of a gulf between him and proper, but so is, you know, there's a gulf between everyone and proper, apparently. Mm. Um, so, you know, but Ardo, Ardo is my number one bargain bin player that everyone's overlooked. That if you're no hill, you're fucking dusting that shit off, being like, wow, this is this is a perfectly usable Ardo that everyone else has missed out on. Oh my God, what a bargain. Mm. Number one pick is, for me. Is he still... Um... Very Genji leaning, almost like a choice. Yeah, yep. he's very, he is very Genji leaning, but he. That's just really... how I remembered him. I don't know recently how hey, things. Everyone's got a main. Everyone's got a main here. The, okay. the, the, the signature here that they're known for. Otto's is Genji, but Otto can play and the that... other stuff. He had to learn some of the stuff this year as well, including Sombra. Sure. Okay looking, not the best I've ever seen, but gets the job done. Maybe it gives you like a style to lean into. Maybe you can do something off meta that you can adapt and blah, 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 new game, open meta. I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't hate it. I, I genuinely, you know, I Dia like, Auto as a, as a start, I'm, I'm in for. Let's, let's just I'm, assume. I'm excited to see more. Let's just assume there's no Western players. Got to be Korean or yeah. Chinese. Korean or Chinese. Um, and so EQO's out. Um, I look, Hit this list and I'm like, no, Otto's better than Nice, better than Terra, better than Tuba. Uh, Kaneki's a f is hit scan again. Um, and then the rest, uh, like, I mean, although is pretty damn good. If you uh, actually, I think although and Otto, uh, although might even be better than Otto, honestly, but um, I think Otto would be far more willing to take a, a closer minimum than although. Otto just has that motivation. I know what I'm saying kind of abuses and exploits that motivation. Like, you know, he really wants to play, but. Right, you're the you're the valiant. You have a limited budget. Yeah. You gotta you gotta play for every every penny you're allowed to spend. Um, beyond that, Takiaki Dreamer, I think are both potentially good options for tanks. Uh, X Ray, mm -hmm. if you want to get him, but honestly, I you might you might just want to give Takiaki another shot. I mean, Dreamer could still be okay. Um, I think people probably give him a lot of a little bit of uh, a little bit of crap, but I think Dreamer's actually still decent. 
Mm-hmm. Um, over towards the other side of things, I don't believe Cleston Faze have had any offers so far. Gable, she, I'm sure, would love another shot. To use actually super underrated. I give him another shot. Uh, Kalios is rumored to be gone. So, by the way, people people are saying Kalios rumored to Valiant. That is a possibility. It's not the only possibility, but I mean, you could add him to the list. I mean, that's a pretty decent pickup if they do get Kalios over onto the support side of things. Aim God's available. Um, Aim God has been on CC as well, even though he didn't play the same team CC as the year. He wasn't CC. Quasit, I believe, is available. I mean, Kareev will always be an option for you. And Kareev still has some high highs. I don't think he's... Yeah, he had a pretty rough season on the Guangzhou Charge, but his his good moments were still pretty damn good. Like, if you're working on a budget here, that's a decent budget player to look at. Um, I don't know that Sanguina has any offers yet. Lynx is obviously still there as well. I don't even know that you need a main support. Fuck it, get both... Get Aim God and Quasar, or Aim God and Kareev. Like, I'll <laughs> yeah. take that, you know? Yeah, there's there's definitely room here. Um, I wouldn't doubt, or I wouldn't be surprised if there was just like a random like off list kind of you know skewed esque signing that you know rookie player coming in is good enough provides value you know. Um, yeah, you know, second second glance, hopefully the valiant can you know. Again, like you said, trust in No Hill has a good track record. These these players that we've you know gone through um, should be competitive. Again, you're not you're not world beaters. You might not even be tournament beaters. Um, but I think being being better than you were last year is already a W, and uh, it's it's definitely possible. It's in the realm of possibility for sure. Hmm. What about like? Players, I, I didn't want to interrupt you while you were running through it, but like, what, what, what about Stan One? Yeah, right. You want to? If Stan, I don't think Stan One's getting any other offers. Mm. Um, so hundred percent, you get Stan One. If you think Stan One is, I, I actually, you got you almost have like a embarrassment of riches here. Like Jangu's up for up up for grabs. Dreams right, up for yeah. grabs. Takaki's there. Oh. Aiming, aim, fucking aiming is up, up for grabs. Like, geez, you want you want to get some real brownie points mm-hmm, with the right. audience, with the fan base. If you pick up aiming straight away, like this is your number one pick, right? Yeah. Um, aiming, I know, is another player that's super keen to get on a team, but just feels like he hasn't been given the opportunities. He's also a player that's probably not going to get into the other teams in Asia because they're all Korean teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, No Hill is a guy that's going to take Chinese players, and aiming is. Boom. Um, he's probably your guy. And Aman probably knows he doesn't have another shot outside of Valiant. So that sounds like a you know, a match made in heaven. Um, and they could probably get him for a good price as well. So it's a good shot to me. Yeah, like hundred percent. Yeah, did Valiant might be sneakily good. I think um much like the absolute exorcism that I had to go through, it's it's gonna be weird to say, but yeah, Valiant might be might be all right. This is why I'm saying I'm I'm chilling if I'm no hill. I'm not worried at all. Mm-hmm. There are so many good FAs that I can get that probably don't have other offers. Okay, yeah, maybe okay. Oh, I wanted Takiaki. He got an offer. Fuck it. I get Dreamer. I get Stan One. I get January. Yeah, There's just so many. Your your like fallback plans, your plan B, C, D, E's are all so good. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah okay your plan a is gone i don't care my plan a uh what is it what does it matter my plan b is just as good who cares like, you are you are you are fucking laughing right now if you know who you're like i do whatever i want 
L- mm-hmm. Let's also be completely honest. If they were early, I'm not sure anyone sits there and goes like, yeah, I'm going to take LA Valiant over this other team. Like, the yeah, result exactly. is the same, right? Like, yeah. the, the, the talent pool that you would have realistically gotten access to is the scraps that nobody, probably virtually nobody else wants, and then yep. you can choose, mm-hmm. right? Like, based your on the... scraps are players like Otto. That's your scraps. Yeah. Like, how good are these scraps? I'm like, bro, these scraps is like someone, someone's fucking, someone sent back a steak because it had one grain less of salt on it. And you're like, bro, that's right. my scrap. Fuck that. I'm eating that straight away. Jesus, that's my scrap. Holy. You know, we're not talking about other seasons when your scraps are like, you're like really scraping the barrel here. Yeah. Your scraps here are like at minimum B tier players. That's so mm. good. That is so good. Yeah. Yeah. If you can get like a B grade roster in just six people overall average grade of like b you you can't beat that with us like that's time time wins here you you will know yeah. who you literally waited out you sit in your comfortable chair and mm. you play the patient game you you get that cigar in your mouth you puff away you're just sitting there like a bond villain because you know time is on your damn side because when it comes down to it you get close to that roster deadline Players haven't been signed. They haven't been put on rosters. Yeah, okay, you're going to have some players holding up their nose and be like, no, nah, I don't want to play for Valiant. Cool, see you in three months, buddy. We'll see if you change yeah. your mind. <laughs> see if you get another offer and change your mind. Yeah. You want to play for Valiant now or you want to play in nothing? That's your that's your, that's, that's your legitimate conversation. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, um, I keep saying this, but I am very excited to see how some of the teams also fill out, but like just the season in general is is very I don't know. I have a good feeling about it. Like I'm excited. I, I want to get into it. I want to talk about Valiant and their new rebuild. I want to talk about you know what the Shock are doing. It's the off and season then, has me foaming. And then you think all this, and then you realize, ah, silly of me to get excited. New game. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, that always lurks in the back of my mind, like a little, you know, ghost. But um, we're gonna have to take some some L's to get some W's. I think I don't know. Um, maybe I'm Stockholmed, but I don't know. It is what it is with that. Can Can I just say like this? This thing just like follows me around. It's like hmm, I could play some Overwatch. I'd really like to get back better at like Cassidy or whatever. Mm. New game. Ah, great reset coming. Yeah. You know, like I yeah. mean, you act like the mechanics don't carry over or something. Come on, they. Yeah, then I can play. Then I can more effectively use my time. Uh, this on is AMAPs. like. This is like well, I mean, this is like playing Counter Strike in preparation for Valorant, which like right, everyone yeah. did, and that's totally justifiable. Mm. And except, except this is even more like transferable because you're literally playing one game into the next game and it's the same game it's, it's a sequel you know they're not speaking uh, to a german heart of efficiency there i'm afraid huh you're not speaking to the german heart of efficiency there i, I i'm sad well, afraid to... let me let me let me uh let me try and you know let me try and speak to that german heart of efficiency by saying if you want to really play to the german heart of efficiency you play the big german rectangle guy in the experimental patch where he's been changed to be just like he's going to be in Overwatch 2, sure. except way more powerful. Yeah. So there you go. That, that's me speaking to your... How much am I learning by being melleyed by a diva through my shield? 
who cares? You have more HP, you deal 400 damage on your shatter, mm. and you have 2,000 shields now for some fucking reason. Uh, uh, well, no, it's not some reason, it's because Flats wanted it. So <laughs> he's like, what's my main hero? Oh, Ryan? Oh, let's make Ryan stupidly good. Uh, there you go. Um, anyway, the experimental patch over. Um, I, it's, it's, you know, I, I, I respect it. I respect it. I think at least he made some other heroes like D.Va really stupid as well. So you know, all the tanks are equally stupid. Yes. I respect it. Um, so yeah, okay. Are we Any any final thoughts on Valiant? Anyone want to add any little tidbits in there? Any sort of, sort of thoughts, opinions, takes? Well, I think we have to remember, or, or we have to like remove the branding from our memory. Like, we we can't look at that logo and just like roll our eyes anymore. Like this is this is a new team, a new opportunity to do better. And thus far, supposedly they have started to. So we have to give them a, a fair shake. And I'm not gonna. I you know I don't necessarily forgive them for how they fucked over their last team, the, the English team anyway, the NA team. And and thank God Adam got his shot to come back. And and if there's mm. ever, I don't think this will happen. I don't think Mayhem and Valiant will ever play each other internationally because it would require both teams to make an international against each yeah. other, which would require both teams to play super well. Uh, and inevitably, one of them probably will miss out at any given stage, so they probably will never play against each other. But, bro, that would be a fire matchup if it ever happened. Mm -hmm. Like, you have old Valiant versus new Valiant, in a way. Gumba McGravy Adam versus new Valiant. Anyway, um, yeah, but I... Hey, I might not forgive them for screwing over their old team, but I can at least appreciate that they're trying to turn the ship around because yeah. it would have been super easy for Valiant and IGC to say, fuck it, another another write-off year, another shit team, don't give a fuck. But at mm. least they're trying. At least they're saying, you know what? Maybe we'll give it a little bit of a fuck. And then they, and then they hire the one guy that can maximize that to its fullest potential. And I cannot... I cannot overstate how powerful of a position No Hill really is in. If he knows what he's doing, I'm. If I'm in his position, I'm. I'm literally a bottom villain right now. Uh, I don't know if he realizes how powerful his position. Is. Maybe I should tell him. Um, but anyway, no, he's 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 got it. He's He's almost got the monopoly on like every player that can't find a team. And there are some hardcore mm. good players that are not going to get on teams. So he's got a he's got a potentially great roster ahead of him. Um, and I have my expectations for Valiant moving into next year is going to be equal to my expectations for Vancouver, uh, which I think is pretty reasonable as it stands. Mm. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> to be fair, like the way you are selling this, like he has a monopoly, dude. He has a monopoly to the garbage bin behind the Whole Foods. That's that's what he has, right? Like, and that Whole okay. Foods garbage bin's you pretty want, nice. Hey, it's like a Whole Foods garbage bin, or you get nothing. What's your choice? No. Nope. Sure, but like he's still. What's your choice? Technically, has the worst ability to build the roster, right? Does he? Uh, it, not his personal ability. His, sorry, his the personal setup that he's in. Of course, we could argue that the ability to wait for a long time is a bonus theoretically, and that's probably something that we can only evaluate in hindsight. Mm. But theoretically, I think everyone has that. Like theoretically, I think they. Yeah, but you say that, but no one's. Yeah, but nobody else is doing it. Like, like fucking because it's probably bad. Yeah. Right? 
It's probably no, bad to wear. No, 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 it's no, no, not no, safe. No, 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 safe. Jessica, no, Jessica. The, the real answer is if you're a team with a proper budget and you can fight for S tier and A tier players, mm. you have to do that because if you're not, you are losing those players to every other team that's also sure. fighting for those players. So if you're fucking shock and gladiators, you are racing off boom sure. off the sideline to get these big players because if you don't, your, your opponent's going to get them. But if you're Vancouver or somebody else or like Valiant, why comp- you're not? Why be in the rat race? You're not going for those players. You don't need to be in the rat race. So why are teams number six to fifteen not doing that? Great question. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe they just don't have. Maybe they just don't have the forward planning that I do in my brain. <laughs> no, but maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe they just. Maybe they maybe they want to be in that rat race. Maybe they tr- maybe they think there's there's a more maybe they think there's more of a race to get like B tier players than there really is. Mm. Um, and for what it's worth, by the way, Toronto is is trying to build like a very strong roster. So I understand why they're they're getting off to a quick start because they want to compete for some big names. Like sure. when you look at rookies, you're looking at Chorong, right? They want to compete for that. They want to make sure no one else gets them, so they're moving quickly. Um, I think. The NA side is a little bit more. It's a little bit more dire compared to APAC. That's why it's different. That's why if you're Mayhem, you're probably a little bit more willing to move fast because you want to make sure you lock down Hydron. You want to make sure you lock down Majed and as many good NA players or like West, I'll just say Western players. Majed's not NA, but Western players as you can, right? That's important to you because if you don't get those Western players, I don't know, like your next your next team close to you is going to do that. Um, Houston's going to go for those same Western players potentially. Paris might do it. London might do it. Rain already have done it with uh, their backline, Ultraviolet and OG. Uh, I mean, even Jesus Christ, Vancouver even going for the, these NA players like just Aspire yeah. and Shockwave could have easily have been on a team like Mayhem as well. So I totally understand Alba's position and why Mayhem have made moves. But if you're an APAC, bro, you have an embarrassment of riches. All these fantastic Korean players. That are not getting on teams. I'm seeing these tweets. I'm seeing these tweets out there like XE and Ardo saying, Give me one last chance. And I'm like, Okay, I look at the teams available. Uh, to be fair, XE is probably not going to go to Valent because they already have Dia, assuming they get Dia. Yeah. But hypothetically speaking, you look at the teams, you're like, Well, Shanghai's full. Uh, Seoul's full. Fusion is a potential landing place. New York sure. is maybe a landing place. Chengdu's fucking full. Guangzhou and Hangzhou Spark have their teams already as well. It's really just Valiant, Philly, and New York. And Philly and, you know, New York might want to go for more expensive players. All right, Valiant. I'm Valiant. I'll take the cutoffs because those cutoffs are guys, again, like Ardo. If Ardo is a fucking cutoff, I'm laughing to the bank. Yeah. Not, a, not an awful team. You're paying near budget minimum, quite literally, possibly the lowest paying salary team. Again assumedly um and you're at least staying competitive again not tournament winning not title no way you're not sniffing titles but taking games here and there punching up yeah it's not the goal it's value and no hills in a position to score big in terms of the value that he can get in the back of that whole foods dumpster keep in mind there there are other players for other like philly's still out there right like they're still yeah, hunting Philly, new york are out there agreed and f- f- new york has been connected to some of those agent agents right like we, we can, oh. can subtract some of the free agents from from our list mm-hmm. but 
I think like at least they probably will be competing with uh Fusion a decent amount. I would say those two teams are probably fighting over players, yeah. This is what I'm saying is like uh, you know, maybe I am valiant and I'll lose players to New York and Fusion. Okay, so my first and second choices are gone to New York and Philadelphia. My third choice is still really good. Like really, really good. That's why like you you're you're in a like a you're it, you it's an impossible to lose situation. Because there's so many good players there that even my third best option, my mm. fourth best option, is still fucking good. Yep. Let's be clear about something. New York and Fusion, they're not taking any amongst. So I got that guy's I got yeah. him under lock. I'm the only good team that will there's, give him There's off, a couple they, safety there's nets there. Zero yeah. chance they take him. There's zero chance they take him. So that he's mine. Mm. Um yeah. but even if you do take even if New York and um Fusion do take Ardo, all right. You're gonna take nice. Nope. You're gonna take tube. It's again. Maybe you take nice. You're gonna take Teru as well. No. I, I got options. All yep. probably gone. I get all those gone. Ardo's gone. I still got nice and Teru available. I'll take one of them. Not a horrible. You know? hey, those, those 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 are players that can win games. Still reasonable players. Like I'm not I'm not sad about any of that at all. I, I'm I'm shitting no tears for that. That's fine with me. And if you if you can actually benefit from gleaning as much information about this new game as you can. Those players maybe evolve into maybe a B plus, maybe an A minus. Ooh, right. Like, yeah. The more the more that we kind of talk through it, the more I'm like, yeah, maybe Valiant might be all right. They have a lot of opportunity here. Whether well, or I'm, not I'm, that activates, but I'm this, I'm this close to being a GM of a team one day. <laughs> I just got it. I got it figured out, man. I got it figured out. I know how to build these rosters. Um, you just got to like people. I think you just got to know like. Where who who has the power in the bargaining situation, mm. and No Hill being like the final bastion, like mate, this is the last stop on the bus ride. This is the last stop on the train ride. Either you're taking this or you're not taking. You, you're used to getting nothing, uh, and that's a powerful position to be in. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Right. This. To you, Gable Sheet, Cliston, Phase, all available. Gargoyles available. Oh, that's, I've, I've just bad. made like fucking five players. Even if you took four of those away from me, my fifth best option still good. Holy shit. I'm fucking winning out here. Mm. Think about it. It's, un it's unbelievable. Hmm. You do be having a point. The, the thing it is, bad. yeah. It's, it's not winning. Yeah. The thing is like, uh, yes, these guys are decent. They're not trash cans, but like, are they able to keep up with the rest that is already in the league? Who cares? You're you're not trying to beat Shanghai. You just want to beat yeah. the two no, but, teams. Yeah, Maybe are try you? And punch up the Philly, and that's it. Are you though? I'm not sure. Why not? You can be competitive, but I th I think I genuinely think that. Uh, I mean, it's hard. It's, it's not hard. Is... It's not hard to do better than zero sixteen. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's not hard. Sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm no, just your saying. Your bar like, is so abysmally low that anything is better. Sure. Like, better, yes. But, like, I'm, I'm just skeptical if the percentage points that you're losing on these B tier players aren't significant enough to just, like, still keep you in the absolute bottom seller. Uh, Maybe. Maybe. But, look, if the team's at least competitive, that's enough for me. Yep. I just, like, I mean, I'll, yeah. I'll speak to my personal POV. I don't want to be watching Valiant games where they're a complete joke, personally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, 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 that's what I'm looking at. I want to be looking at games where a Valiant game is actually competitive 
And maybe yeah. they maybe they still are a bottom team, but shit, at least those games are interesting. Yeah, at no, least those no. games are not write-offs. No, like you you should have had you should have never been more sure that a team is going to lose than the Alevarian. Like Shanghai Dragons was a better team in terms in relative terms of how they performed in um in season one. Just look at the map win rate, right? Like it's it's vastly worse than uh than whatever um Shanghai Dragons did in season one. So yeah, mm. I mean from from that point of view, like it they were sort of saved by the format by not having less regular season games. I think that there is not even it never got close, right? Like even the Philly map that they got, whatever. Like it's just it's still smooth sailing, right? And yes, from that point of view, yet yes, you're very much improving. But especially like with Hangzhou and Guangzhou realizing that they their approaches don't work. Yes, you can still be skeptical, especially towards Hangzhou. Um, Hangzhou. Uh, I still think it's it getting gapped a little. I think. Look, I still probably have them at the bottom of APAC, mm -hmm. just because. I mean, I, have to. I mean, we'll see what the roster looks like, but you know, sure. I I'm just saying, like that that bottom gap isn't like a tear in its own. Like oh, yeah. like yeah. Jesus, they're so bad that they're in their own like shit tear. Yeah, yeah. It's in the same bottom tier where, like, yeah, they can absolutely threaten games off of teams that are not ready. Yeah, that's probably. that's where everything should be. I mean, that's the same boat I have. I have Paris, London, Boston, Vancouver, all in that same boat. Yeah, there's no shame in it. That's if you're there, then you're at least competitive, and that's all I want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For that, it should be enough. Yes. All right. Well, you know, it's a good day when you convince Yuska. Okay. Um, <laughs> we're gonna dive into. The free agency pool. I'm glad we talked about Valiant for nearly 40 minutes. Uh, worthwhile, because we hadn't talked about Valiant at all, but free agency pool now, for real. Let's never do that again. <laughs> where do we think... I'm not going to go through every single player that's in FA, so why don't we yeah, just yeah, like yeah. pick and choose a couple each, maybe a couple, yeah, maybe a few each, and just see where we go with the conversation. Um, who is this player? Should they get in? Are they being snubbed? Um, are they overrated? Are they underrated? Whatever you want to talk about. Uh, anyone want to start? Um, that, can I? Can you guys catch me up? Is Saddle linked to anyone at this point? Uh, not I know. I don't Th know. That's criminal, dude. I... It's legit criminal. Criminal because, like, yes, he didn't have a great year with Toronto. Let's not forget the f yeah. year he had beforehand with uh, Philly. Also, this guy mm -hmm. is actually mechanically very skilled. Like. I don't know. Like from the main pack players, I feel like he has one of the better chances to, um, to transition. Get him on the valiant. Get him, Noel. Get him. <laughs> no. I've got to assume that either Philly or New York are probably. Yeah, Philly talks, reunion would probably make sense, both. So. Yeah. Um. Even if those aren't the case, and we're just looking at like main tank like values in a in a bubble, like. It it it's it's not easy, right, to have a main tank go around. Yeah, I agree. I I've tried to defend Sato as best I could in the past. Like I genuinely thought he was a good player. Um, I don't think Toronto's <laughs> performance was very indicative of his skill. Um, that said, 
Um, it is a main tank. That's that's tough. Is it? Teams are typically getting one main tank, one off tank. Yeah, and that should continue to happen. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I are they all kind of bought up? Let's see. I think Sato is one of the prime FAs on uh, on the tank. There's so many good main tanks that are free agents, mm-hmm. actually. So many. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I just. Who, who would you? I just. Uh, are, are there any um, Contenders Korea ones that would be rookies that you think are worth looking at? Um, oh, who, um, let me take a look for a second. Uh, the, there are also so many good, just generally speaking, veteran players, non rookies available. Mm. That mm. I mean, the rookies are all underage for the most part. Like, you got Ballastry from T117, um, Jumbin and Max 16, 17. You know, these guys are so young, yeah. And then when you start going beyond that, like who are you really looking at? Like a Yahoo who's 21, but I haven't been super impressed with Yahoo. Like he's been good, but not like I wouldn't take him over Sato. You know, I wouldn't take him over. Mm. Like I wouldn't even take, I don't think I would take him over stand one. You know, like it's just Jangu is still, like Jangu is still available. Come on guys. Like there's yeah. so many good main tanks available. Yeah. No, I don't disagree. It's especially, we, we will see what the value of that main tank will remain. I think you definitely need to set up for your tank player to play one. Um, I also think, is Gabushi linked to anyone at this point? Nope. No, I don't think so. Uh, no, Gargoyle to you, Kyokyo and Gabushi is, is nuts, right? Like Again, yeah, that's deep. You can that's deep, take yeah. a pick. It's not bad. Yeah, that's deep. I don't mind that at all. I think flex support might be a little bit of an issue. Um, really? Yeah, I think so. Like, who are you going to get? Uh, Crimson, Finn, Gone, Khan, Shoot. Um, is Myungbog tied to anybody? Am I wrong? In- uh yeah. New York. Fight to New York. Oh, okay, okay, fair, fair, fair. Rumored. Hmm. Bro, if they're letting I- uh <laughs> Karif into the league once more, dude. Nah. Aw, <laughs> oh, you guys are so rough on Karif. I, I don't hate him. I think he is both overrated and underrated half <laughs> Ben City me. I think I get he it. got I think he got owned by the Guangzhou system last this year. Yeah, Guangzhou kind of fucked him. Which, like, I, which dude, system I owned him the year before? A... Huh? Which which system owned him year, the year before? Toronto, Toronto. And the year before? Valiant. Yeah. So, at what point is Karif the system? I th- well, that's that's well, okay, where I'm well, at. What do you up. think about what do you think about Otto then? He's been owned multiple times in different oh, teams. Oh yeah, I, I, his I, team history. His own 40 Shanghai, and then I believe yeah. it was Washington, then Spark, where he played no games. Yeah. This is, this is Washington. This is like old school Washington when they were like really bad. bad. So yeah. come on. Like they are absolutely players that have been owned by the system. Otto Agreed. is like, I think, the number one player that's been owned by the system. 
maybe I think Kareev has touch him. The, me- the mechanical skill. Kareev has the mechanical skill and has the, 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 the potential to be like a fixture that you build around. You have to make sure that you're incorporating his whole repertoire into like just Anna, the I, say that again. <laughs> I said just so just Anna then. No, that was a joke, but sure. I mean, quite <laughs> fair. Um, I've never really hated his son, but regardless. Um, yeah, I think you could, but like he needs to be signing one, and everybody else needs to be like chummy, gets on the same page. I don't know why. I agree with Yeska in the 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 sense that like he just doesn't do it at the top level, but I think he can still perform for like a team looking for value. But yeah, he has to be, he has to be like a fixture. He has to be like the guy you build around. Ozzy, you don't think he can just come and fit in to a team? I'd rather, if if that's the case, then I'd rather just like, I'd rather just gamble on a rookie. Like a Korean rookie. See if I can get some value there. Like, I'd, I'd much rather take a chance on Aim God than Karif again. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, I think Aim God's reasonable. I think it's a good enough pick. Um, Is yeah. Bebe around? I'd take Bebe. If, if, He's around. If, like, if I can't get Karif as signing one to build around, then I'd, yeah, I'd take Bebe. Oh, this is just like a, this is just like a list of ex Washington Justice Flexibles. You got Aim <laughs> yeah, God really in here. You got Bebe in here. I could, that's probably it, but still. How, how do we pronounce his name? Quasit? Is it Quasit? Quasit, yeah. Uh, what about him? It's a good rookie. Good rookie. Good rookie. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want a rookie option, he's probably the, the good rookie option for you. Take him. Mm-hmm. So that's there. Okay. Um, Half is a rookie option. I think Quasit is a little bit higher on my list personally. Um. It's still a reasonable list. Like I, I think you don't really lose here. Like yeah, potentially you get a player. I mean, this is one of those positions that does get gapped pretty hard by really good players in this position. Mm. To be fair, every single position does get gapped. It just feels like tank, main tank, and off tank have such, you know, great free agents available. Flex support list is looking a little bit more dire, but I'm still not unhappy with this list. Mm-hmm. Um, main support, not as many Korean or Chinese players, mm. but still. Um, reasonable. I think the number one player to talk about here is actually Moth, where Moth is probably the best player on this entire list outside of like maybe a DM that doesn't Bro, have a team. If I'm Moth, let's okay. So I'm Moth. I have the ability yeah. to get a elite university degree. I'm a two time champion. Am I going to the LA Valiant for Min, bro? No. No, I don't just, think he, I don't think he's gonna no. I mean he's not a Korean or Chinese player. Oh, is is that the, the sorry? Is that the uh, the um, limitation it needs to be Korean and tr- Chinese? Could they not be international? I I think I thought you were I, implying that by bringing him up. Sorry. Well, I'm just saying, I'm just repeating what Halo said, but at the same time, like right. I mean, I think you got to be smart about it. You're I don't mm. know if it's really how easy it's going to be introduce a Western player into. An Asian team in China on the Valiant. I don't know. That to sounds be, like to be a fair, step too far. Point still stands. The teams that are still capable of p- picking up Moth probably aren't going to pay big time for him. So 
I think it is very. It feels like his character is very much like he. He just like follows Nilo into the into the forest. We wouldn't hear much about him, and like he just like. Where do the next should he thing. go? What is the most Where ideal should... landing place for Shock right now? For Mister Moth, let's see. I have the answer. It's Shock. But aside I from Shock, who else needs a main support? Florida need a main support. Yeah. Um, which we're assuming these teams are going to get a main support. Yeah, I wouldn't hate him on mayhem. I think that would be. I've always heard that he's like this big. Vocal maybe isn't the word, but like he's the arm of the coach. This is this is definitely something that I yeah. heard kind of repeated that he's vocal in the sense that like he just rattles off shit that the coaches are saying and like can keep everybody on track, like logistically speaking. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that could pair well with some rookies like, yeah, maybe there's some intangibles there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that hero pool wise and correct me if I'm wrong. And I, and I feel like I'm wrong in saying this, but like was his brig not kind of a little suspect? Maybe a little bit. There was, was, some, there was something oh, about his hero pool that was a little shaky. No, the 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 problem with the hero pool is that Skewed no was on the roster, and Skewed ended up being the best brig we've ever seen. Apparently, so, okay, fair, fair. I fair, mean, fair. when okay. you're when you're going, competing against that, I mean, it's pretty hard right. to compete against that when it's a brig, it's a brig Zen meta, and you know you're playing with one of the brigs best brigs ever. Yeah. So unlucky, I guess. Then yeah, I I think if. If that kind of is just dead in the water, like that that idea of like hero pool instability, if that was just more playing behind somebody who is just genuinely like a, a diamond in the rough, then yeah, I think Florida would be a great fit for him. I think that's I solid. I um the only other options realistically are London who don't have a main support. And mm -hmm. who else don't have one? Houston. Philly. Houston. Houston have two <laughs> Philly doesn't. Supports ready. Philly's a Korean team. Yeah. So that's not going to work. Hmm. We're assuming the, the Asian teams are not going to get a Western player because it's just a bridge too far. Yeah. Sure. That includes New York. To be fair, if I'm Moth and I'm getting that offered, maybe it's a good life experience to just live uh, for half a year in Korea. I think that's something oh, I'm going to take. The Fusion offer him. I'm sure they both shake their hands on that deal instantly, but. Are you I trying to travel happening. right now with your mom? I don't see it happening. I, dude, again, it it's comes down to Whatever. do you want to play in the league or not? Do you want to play in the league or not? We're in a situation where, like, as much as XE says that he wants to be on a Korean sure. team or an Asian team, if fucking a Western team comes knocking on his door, he's saying yes. Let's just be real about it. If Defiant knock on his... I mean, obviously Defiant because they're paying a lot of money, but if, like, I don't know... If Paris knock on his door, he probably takes it at this stage. He wants to be on a team. If Moth wants it badly enough, he'll fucking take it. He'll take it. I'm not saying he'll join the Valiant, but like right, he might yeah. he, he might take a fusion off because Fusion have taken Western players to Korea before. It's not out of the equation. It's just feels unlikely because if they if Fusion wanted to go for a mixed roster, they could have kept any of their Western players, but they kept none of them. This is the only reason we talk yeah, about yeah, it in this sure. fashion. Yeah, I know. I will say, like, Moth just strikes me as a person that probably doesn't just, like, want to hold to his playing career. Um, like, even if it means being one of the 
he he doesn't yeah yeah i think he has seen enough i think he also has enough options outside uh of a playing career unless he really really likes it um I don't think. Yeah, I guarantee. I guarantee he's got a coaching career ahead if he wants to. Oh, yeah. I guarantee. I no, thought no. that that as well. I talked to Depay about that, and he's like, um, he says like the way he conceptualizes coaching, um, Moth is maybe a little different on that. It's like he he basically answered the question like I, I said like yeah, Moth seems like the type of player that would easily transition to a coaching role. And he said, like, sort of evaded the question, said, like, the in-game leadership and, like, coaching are very different skill sets, and one doesn't necessarily translate to the other. So maybe there's something to be con uh, well, considered there. He'd have to learn mm. it. He'd have to learn it like every single other player turned yeah. coach said to learn it, is all I'll say on that. Mm. Um, it's not like a negative or a positive thing. It's just... sure. I don't know, whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I don't see too many realistic landing spots. I think Shock is the most realistic landing spot. Uh, he's familiar with Shock. They're familiar mm. with him. They're lacking a main support outside of that. It's pretty much just Houston. Because I'm not seeing other options outside of Houston. Uh, well, I, I did say London, didn't I? But London would probably be his uh, third choice out of the three, if he could choose. So... Yeah, I don't probably. know. I think the main thing comes down to, at the end of the day, do you think Mothcut's on a team for next year or not as a player? I uh, don't think so. Unless it's I don't think so either. No? Uh, yeah, it's looking slow. Yeah. I would say this. He will get on a team if and when the teams get access to Overwatch 2, they play the game, and they realize main sport kind of still good. And then I foresee either Houston or a shock giving him an offer. The reason why they're not doing it now is because Krusty's playing the game smart, Junkbuck's playing the game smart, they got the team, they got the key pieces, they have their minimum five players, and what they're going to do is they're going to wait to play Overwatch 2, figure out what piece of the puzzle are missing for the team, and sign players accordingly. You, there's no rush right now to sign a main support when you don't even know how relevant they're going to be, and by the time you do need a main support, maybe there's a bit of a fight over it, but fuck it, there's FD gods available. Moth's available. Um, I mean, FD gods not even on this list. Sanguinar doesn't have a team, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, there's still options. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't think it's like that. I don't think it's that. I don't think you should be too, any team should be too pressured to sign a main support currently. Yeah. I don't feel, so I, I think the, the chance for Moth is still pretty high, actually. I still think Moth has got a pretty high chance, personally. Yeah, I mean, the, the chance of getting into a team is probably pretty high if you wanted to. I just question if someone of his stature as a player should want to. And also, like, person with outside uh, options, I guess. That's the only okay. contrast I see. Um, does XE make it onto a team? Is a big one. Probably. Mm. Any any team, by the way, any team that needs yeah. a hit scan. So not yeah. limited to Asia, could be NA as well. I mean, slots are open there in that role anymore. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Feels like they were pretty full, right? Let's have a look. Atlanta closed. Boston most likely closed. Yeah. 
Chengdu out of the question. Uh, Fuel out of the question. They have four DPSs. Yeah. Mayhem out of the question. Uh, I'm going to say Guangzhou out of the question. Spark out of the question. Outlaws could do it. Outlaws do have a additional space for that if they really want. Okay. Clads and Spitfire, probably no. Valiant, I'm going to say no because Deer is there. If Deer is not there, I think Xe is my number one choice. If I'm no hill yeah. and I'm not getting Deer, Xe is my number one choice. Um, Excelsior, no. Flora is there. Eternal, nope. They're pretty much full. Fusion, nope. They got two hit scans already. Shock, no. Dynasty, no. Dragons, no. Defiant, probably no. They got Hisu. Titans, no. Justice, no. So with that, who did I say yes to? I had Valiant with a big asterisk. I had Houston as a potential. And that's it. Is it just Houston? Yeah. Wow. Just Houston. Yep. Fuck. Yep. Or, hang on, or a Defiant that really wants to bankroll. And the, and the sure. Defiant says, you know what? We're going to get double hit scan and a flex. Sure. And then that's a possibility. Yeah, no. I think there's there's uh, room for teams to distinguish themselves in terms of the proportions that their roster has taken. Maybe you can gamble on like needing two, two hit scans, right? At the same time. Sure. Something like this, right? Not unheard of. Um, I mean, New York could even do that then. They... they with Flora Yaki, could you maybe fit another hit scan? I mean, Yaki's technically a flex. Teams have been a little bit strange. Some teams go double flex, some teams go double hit scan. Mm. Probably more teams have gone double flex, actually, than double hit scan, if I'm going to be real about it. Uh, and then you have the rare teams that have gone four DPS, like Dallas and Spark, which is uh, potentially overkill. I mean, Hunters are about to go four DPS, so, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. Four DPS. Maybe five. Killed me. Maybe five. Yeah, I mean, that's just even worse. But four DPS says to me that you want to be so ready for any meta, you have double flex and double hit scan, so that you are, like, nailing every single possible meta combination. Yeah. I mean, Fuel, by the way, who are also playing the long game, they probably will get a third support, but they're going to wait until they get their hands on the game to decide what they actually need, if they need anything. Yeah. So that's just where Fuel is currently. Uh, but yeah, Exe. Any other thoughts where he could land? I don't hate him with Houston. Obviously, that's the the openest hole, right? But like, you look at Dante Pelican, Xe is like a third man hit scan. I need a hit scan. Uh, Houston like clearly a need a hit scan. They really do need a hit scan. Mm. Mm. He doesn't need to play all the time. He, you know, maybe you you run him at practice a little loose. Is yeah, Xe the best available hit scan option? I know Pritta's on the list, but Pritta's probably going to get locked up by Chengdu. Yeah. And uh, North American teams seem to be allergic to even giving Chinese players a shot, so we'll just write that off. Uh, DM is on the list. So I, I think it's really just XT and DM, right? Those are the top two options. I'll speak to you about Merit in a second, so i got something to say about that. But do we, do we think XT is a number one pick for Hitscan? I, or is it I DM? So. Nah, it's XT. I would say across the vast... As a hero pool, I would say Xe. I think DM might like sneak out ahead in terms of like individual heroes, but yeah, I would say Xe. Sure, DM's hero pool is much bigger than Xe's. First of all, DM's willing to play Ash. I mean, that's a big plus already. Sure. DM also plays a Tracer, which Xe does not. DM's Tracer is actually pretty tight too. D 
DM's Widowmaker was at least at a 1v1 level on par with Arn's. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the hero, basically, I'm looking at is like, yeah, maybe that could edge out Axie, but everything else I'm like, yeah, it's there. You could use it, but it's I, not like I, the role I want. I mean, the more I think about it, the more I'm convincing myself that maybe DM is the more suitable choice and the more accomplished choice. But uh, I think they both have their merits and both very good. Speaking yep. of merit, um, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, but every time I hear people talk about merit, I have to always question whether they've seen the same games that I've seen. Now, I'm not here to say that, well, I, I, <laughs> I'm about to say it. Uh, this is what it sounds like. It's, it's about to sound a lot like I'm saying Merit's overrated, but maybe he's a little bit overrated because I think people rate Merit super, super high mm. when I've casted this guy for over two years, nearly two and a half years, two seasons, two years, not two seasons, four seasons, two years of contenders, Pacific Showdown when he was playing in China, playing for LGE Huya at the time, Chengdu's uh, old academy team. And I've seen this guy's career. I've basically seen every single game, every single relevant game this guy's ever played in his entire career. And I think he's good. But, like, he gets gaffed by other players, like, his entire career. I've never looked at Merritt and being like, yo, this guy is fucking crazy. This guy is, like, he's top. He's top. He's... He doesn't. He doesn't gap other people. He gets gapped by people all the time, though. I don't. That's just my experience casting him. Okay. Uh, maybe some of it wasn't fair because one of the players that gapped him was proper, and before people were like, well, obviously proper. This was proper and hit scan. Yeah. To be fair, proper plays everything. His hit scan and projector are both elite, but proper like proper gapped actual hit scan players on hit scan, and he's apparently a flex player. I don't. I don't know how the tech, how the terminology works anymore but that that was one of the gaps that happened then proper and merit play on the same team and merit took over the hit scan and proper went over to like pure flex uh merit looked good i don't think his somber was that great his best heroes are going to be cassidy ash his his watermaker is not even that good like you need to be like it's a really competitive hit scan like right now i don't take merit over either xc or dm i take dm and xc a hundred times over merit currently um yep. I just think people like very highly rate Merit. They bring his name up like, no, people, I can't believe Merit's still a free agent. Like, I can. Yeah. I, am I the only one that can believe that? Like, what, what's, what's wrong with me? Yeah. No, probably not. I, I, I will say, and I have to admit, I haven't watched it nearly enough in order to have uh, mm. a good uh, understanding of him as a player. What's, what's his, like, best hero? Probably, it's a it's a tie between his Cassie and his Ash. It's one of those two. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, they've been good. They've been good. There's but... there's a possibility that those will be in high demand. Uh, come on, watch two, right? Like. Mm -hmm. Um. So we'll see. I I don't even think his Ash was as good as Kilo, his own teammate. This guy wasn't even the best hit scan. He was a dedicated hit scan on his team of O2 Blast, and he mm. wasn't even the best hit scan on his team. He was probably the third best hit scan on his team behind Proper and Kilo. Like, the guys, the other two DPSs on his team, in my opinion, had better hit scans than, than, than Merit, and one of them is a fucking flex player. And again, not to understate Proper's ability, because Proper's an actual freak. And it's just not—it's not fair having proper who can just be elite on both projectile and scan. 
Um, but yeah, he's Mare is probably better than Easy Han, but that's not like a huge thing to be proud of. I think Easy Han's good, but you should be better than Easy Han. Probably not as good as MN3. I take MN3 over proper, uh, not proper over merit. I don't take MN3 over proper. This is I take proper over MN3, mm -hmm. obviously. Um, okay, and then Merritt's probably better than like the 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 middle of the table teams. Like he's probably better than Hidden. Cool. He's probably better than Babel. All right. There's actually a world where maybe he was better than Gurio, but Dallas really liked Gurio. I don't know. I I trust. Look, if Rush likes Gurio, Rush likes sure, Gurio. Yeah. I I'm not gonna try and tell Rush that he like if if Rush thinks he's seen something good he likes. Hey. I, uh, I back that. Yeah, I'm in Rush's corner there. Whatever Rush thinks is good, I'll just trust yeah. it. I'll give him that. Bad idea to bet um, against him. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He's just like he's just he's good, but he's not. I've never thought that Merritt was just really elite. Like so many other players have just been overtaking him and have been gapping him. I don't think he's bad. I, I'm not saying like yeah, you should never mm. get this guy, but I'm saying like, I'm saying like if I'm No Hill. And I don't get Dia, merits an option. That's what I'm saying. Right. Mm -hmm. A value player. Is it is it somebody you could maybe see like, okay, maybe we get an Overwatch 2, double hit scan meta comes up. Maybe he's just like a value mid-season grab. Like, I cool, think, we need you. I don't think Valium have the budget for seven players, but... Um, oh, I'm just talking about like the, the league <laughs> hypothetically, as a whole. Yes. Hypothetically, yes. Okay. Yeah. I can, just trying to gauge... Where we're at with him but yeah i would agree seems seems good enough to maybe play but i feel like i'm tanking his stocks but what i'm saying is i think he's good he's just not as good as reddit makes him out to be he's just not as sure. good as like i don't know like i just even reinforced was like man i can't believe merit's not on a team like yeah i can i can definitely believe that merit's not on a team like what's so good about merit he's good but he's not like he's not so good that you just you are like in disbelief you know, hmm. I can be in disbelief that Xy's not on a team. I, you know, I, sorry, I, 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 yeah, I can be in disbelief that Xy's on a team, but this is not. That's just not true for player like, like player like Merit. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's my opinion. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I think there's there's definitely something to be said about like the value of people with certain, like for instance, this season. The, we said it before, like, hard hit scan was probably never worse than this, this season, right? Oh, Other than yeah. the... And it's season oh. two, of course. Sorry. Except Ghost, yeah. Yeah, except Ash Ghost. was still pretty good for, like, half the year. Half the season, maybe. Mm -hmm. it definitely fell off. Definitely fell off. Yeah. And it, it didn't feel like the difference-making hero, if that makes sense. Um, so, like, I think for that, like, the stonks of those guys are likely to improve a little bit, and then if you... If you need a guy to assist your other hit scan because we're playing, I don't know, Tracer and Cassidy or Tracer and Ash or Widow or whatever with long sidelines, one tank, no diva to to annoy you. Maybe, yeah, maybe maybe the value of those guys come up, especially as mid season signing. We'll see. Yeah, I think I think hit scan will be good, and if Merit continues to play and improve, then. Look, this guy could be. This guy could actually be legit. You know, you, hey, I'll tell you what, Yuska, you've talked to, you've talked to, met with, and really seen what players with the number one in their name can do recently, huh? Merritt's got the number one in his name. That's what I'm saying. Perfect. 
so possible. Yeah. To be fair, this year's meta didn't help him. This year's meta did not help him. It didn't help Kilo either, to be honest with you. Um, which is why if Kilo didn't get picked up in the offseason, I also wouldn't have been surprised. Most of the hit scans probably didn't have a great season yeah. this year just because the meta didn't help them out. Yeah, for sure. Um, a little unfortunate. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little concerned for teams that only will pick up two DPS players. A little concerned. Mm. Sometimes it's a cost. Sometimes it's a cost. Um... <laughs> Who else is on this list? Oh, by the way, do you want to cover Pine real briefly? Is he done? Because, like, <sighs> you still got XC and DM on the market. You still got Merit. Yeah. I, honestly, I take Merit over Pine. Yeah. But there's the, so many players you take over Pine right now. It's unfortunate. It's very unfortunate, his position. I don't, I feel mm -hmm. bad for him. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, I don't know. Bit like some players don't have any luck in their careers, right? Like this is basically gate kept by. He Lisa. is mega unlucky. Yeah. Even just looking at his 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 like his history, like LW Red, good enough to like compete in Apex, but like never, or good enough to compete in like the amateur division of Apex, but never actually like breaking in for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, Man. You know, it's it, yeah, just a the it's a shame. The meta fucked Pine so hard this year, mm. <laughs> really did. Yeah. That yeah. and the visa, the whole visa thing to get to Dallas was yeah. really unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, no, it's sad. Okay, yeah. how about unless you got something to add to Pine? No, not to Pine. I. I... I think Oni God also deserves another chance somewhere. Surprising yep. that he hasn't Western picked team. up Western teams, like a lot of teams in like on Western rosters. Definitely wasn't underperforming. Like one of the probably most consistent uh, generation one professional players we've had. Mm -hmm. Um, seems Agreed. still hungry. I don't know. That's that's definitely. That's about it. Outlaws, that's all I can see. Uh, uh, Paris, if they want to get seven players. Yeah. But I have a feeling Paris don't want to get seven players. They only want six, so mm. that's going to be a no. Also, if Paris wanted to keep Oni God, they could have just, they they just done that. Just kept they they yeah. didn't do that, so... You're not going to um, have com competition on him, though, right? Like, you don't probably don't necessarily... And if even if you do, then you just go the other Korean player. If you wanted a second... Uh, uh, hit scan and just like, I mean, you you already got listed. You sort of like prove to yourself that they are yeah. bangers for you to grab just from the ripe tree. So, I don't know. Okay, here's a big one. As we start to round it out now, mm -hmm. uh, EQO. Yeah, does EQO get on a team again? And what team does he land on? It's oh, so hard, dude. Uh, that last year didn't Who help. Who needs to flex DPS? Mm. Yeah, he... Yeah, it did not, unfortunately. Hmm. Um, I'm struggling to see teams that need a flex DPS. Defiant, but that's a Korean team. Mm. So probably not. 
It's not looking mm. good. Every team has a flex DPS already. Multiple of them, actually. Do you... I mean... Is there, uh, is there a second run in, running it back with Philly, potentially? No, they have three DPSs. Wait, wait. Carpe, Zest, and... MN3. MN3. Oh, yeah, okay. Rip. Nope, that's not possible. Yeah. Um, a, a very unlikely. Extremely unlikely. I think Boston... If they want another DPS, but I think Boston are finished. Ooh, they bro. have they have seven players. They have enough. <sighs> nah, yeah, with Valentine. Nah, yeah. dude. For the same reason that you like don't store Coke and like Mentos in the same. I'm not like, understanding the analogy. Compartment. Here. <laughs> you don't keep Ikio and Striker in the same. Team, right, right. Why? Is this something I don't, I don't know? know? Is this something I don't know? Is it? Is yeah, it... The... I mean, it's probably, it's probably one of those... talked about, right? Like, don't want to. I'm not. I, I'm not sharing any additional information okay. other than what is already out there, right? But so you're saying to... maybe personalities clash might seem. We'll save that one. Uh, we'll save that one for yes. the after dark podcast. <laughs> that no one knows about. Um, yeah. yeah. That definitely exists, guys, by the way. Um, Gladiators, except it's very heavily rumored that there's they've already locked down their third player and it's not a hero. Um, uh, can't be New York. Unlikely to be eternal. Paris have six players. I don't think they go seven. Hmm. Uh, I mean, Shock, if they... No, no, they don't need him. They don't need him. No. If Shock want to be greedy, if Shock don't <laughs> need 40 years, they need another tank, is what they need. Yep. Um, definitely not Seoul, not Shanghai, not Defiant. Time. Right, he can't even get... It's like Defiant would have been a great place, but it's full Korean. That's it. It's done. That's it. I can't yeah. name a single team. I cannot name no. a single team. Except for Uprising, apparently that can't happen anymore. Also, I don't think Uprising get eight players. I think Uprising stick with seven. So, yeah. I don't see a landing spot for EQO, sadly. That's yeah. quite unfortunate. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that would be the, well, the sad. death of an era. I think like he has... I'd kind of like him to be on my team if I think... Like the new game is going to change a lot. I think he's a very intelligent player that probably would have a pretty quick um, turnaround on many heroes. So yeah. Also, this is kind of weird to say. I think the meta screwed him as well, but that's weird to say because he's a flex DPS, not a hit scan, and yeah. most hit scan, most flex DPSs like flourished this year. Um, so it's weird to say, but what I will say is somehow. He landed on... Here's the problem with the hero pool. He doesn't have a good enough Tracer or Sombra. Flex DPS yeah. was required to play Tracer this year to be successful. And the Flex DPSs that could do that were very successful. Fletter, Leave. Like at Profit even. Um, so if you can't... If you don't have a, like a leak Tracer in your Flex DPS pool, yeah. you're not a good enough Flex DPS player. That kind of fucked him over. He ended up playing mostly Sombra this season. I casted a lot of his games. And his Sombra was like, okay, but like compared to like the really good Sombras, it just wasn't good enough. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I think the options for, like you want to play Trace of Sombra, you got to be good at one of those. You have to be good at one of those. And this mm. year, you just couldn't. I think what Ikura needs is a hard projectile meta where he can play Hanzo, Echo, Farah, Genji. One of those play. One of those. Yeah. If he can play one of those and nonstop, he's he's your guy. But that wasn't the meta this year, so yeah, a little bit unfortunate. Yep. 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 Anyone else that you fancy on the list you want to talk about? Oh, I mean, am I putting my No Hill hat on or am I just looking at it from me? <laughs> uh, mate, Either or. Either or. If, I'm, if I'm No Hill, again, if I'm No Hill right now, I'm smacking my lips at the audacity of this free agent list. Like, mm -mm, oh baby, I'm eating good tonight. Yeah. Until you probably deserves another chance for sure. Who? To you? To you. Yeah. I mean, I've said that forever. Um, I think he's hard under. I think he's very underrated. Yeah. No, I agree. Definitely. Hmm. What? Faze and Kleston are good. Actually, is Faze old enough? I think he is. Yeah, he's 21. Faze and Kleston are both really good. So you actually got some good rookies on the way. So to you, got to compete with that gargoyles. I think is gargoyle rumored to be New York, or is that just my 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 brain? I'm being, not, sure. Uh, not sure. I don't know. I'm 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 spreading rumors inside my own brain. I'm tricking myself. <laughs> yeah, the same um, same is true for me for Kalios, where I thought he was linked to someone, but apparently he isn't. Right? Like he mm. is linked to someone. Just Halo hasn't said who yet, but he is linked to someone. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, where would he fit? Valiant or Washington? Uh, um, yeah, maybe probably Valiant. Shock ain't it? Shock need a flex. Yeah, I suppose flex tank there. Yo, soul would be wild. Don't even be insinuating as much with, <laughs> your, with your slick cursor there, Eric. Like, nah, that would be wild. Soul. The, the thing mm. is, yeah, I think. I think, okay, so Colors actually really ran it back for me. Like, of course, mm -hmm. he had a little bit of a problematic reputation. Who of, did? Of Sorry, who did? Kalios. Oh, yeah. Had a bit, little bit of a problematic reputation before, like how he parted ways with past teams. But this season, like, New York seemed, seemed to run... Wait. Why would, okay, apparently Kalios makes me uh, run through pu puberty again. Um... But he's like he clearly made a big difference to New York's structure, right? Like, yep. they seem to be only able to so show glimpses of their potential once he was there. Um, I remember having an interview with him. He was pretty well spoken. Like, seemed humble in what he was able to bring to the team. While others were saying, like, yes, his contribution was sizable. So, yeah, I don't know, like. I, I'm I'm not as skeptical towards Kalios as I might have been before this season. Apparently, he speaks Chinese. Hmm. I mean, that's a good that's a good talent to have playing on an Asian team. Yes, yeah. so that helps. Yeah. <laughs> to Chengdu. Hmm. Um. He's fluent. Uh, 
Is he sure he's fluent? I don't know if he's fluent. I hope he's fluent. Well, he would that, have just to be a skill alone. Chung. He would have to be a player for Chengdu. To be fair, Chengdu do lack a flex tank. Mm-hmm. And who are the flex tanks available for Chengdu to get? Chinese ones, anyway. What is what is Liga doing? And, uh, he's playing. Know. He's playing for Spark. He's benching for Spark. Well, Spark of three tanks, so somebody's getting benched. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know who. So Kadomo's available. I think Riven's available. I think that's it. With Chinese off tanks, that's about it. Ooh. So I would say that if you're Chengdu and you don't like those options, Kalios is legitimately an option. Yeah. If if I mean he's he's been signed by somebody, we just don't know who. <laughs> um, what are the chances of Hangzhou currently just going? Oh, you want some Liga? You gotta pay, bro. You gotta pay. Well, we, we really <laughs> sure Chinese high. off tank. Yeah. Pretty high. You gotta pay. Pretty high, and you know what, Chengdu are like, yeah, I think we might. I think <laughs> I might pay. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, how much does uh, Spark want to sell Liga when they could probably play Liga over both Gushui and Burner and have success? I don't know. Yeah. Oh well. Wait. I do enjoy that. I, Spark can just like hold that one over Chengdu if they want to and just kind of dangle in front of their faces. <laughs> That's the most bougie stuff, by the way, to just like have a league spare and not share. Yeah. <laughs> like, and not share. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, trade him in for, I don't know, like what, what kind of like second row uh, DPS does. Um... Oh yeah, for Jimmy and Tower Cookie. There you go. Ooh. Yeah. What? Uh, I don't like that trade at all. No. No, just give me money. No, fuck yeah, no. Just give me. I don't want your players. Me, give me money. Pay me yeah. money. I don't want. Yeah, I don't want those players. <laughs> I don't want Tower Cookie anywhere near now, my team. Now, okay. You. Do you? Uh, okay. Here's here's the a more amoral uh, offer. I'm Spark. I'm going. Hey, okay. Chengdu. You want some league, bro? And you're like, oh goddamn! I really, I really do need a Chinese off tank. Yeah, I think I'd like mm-hmm. some league. Ah, uh, you know, I saw you still had an Apritta in your contenders team. You wanna, you wanna trade, bro? Fuck, have four DPS already. Yeah, no. What are you that thinking? They have pineapple alpha architect. I'm just gonna try some. <laughs> like, like, they have fucking four DPS. Yeah, no. But like, there's there's a thing about regional pride or like, um, like being able to cross promote there, right? No. I mean, yes. Like mm-hmm. the the fact that they did pick up pineapple and alpha Yi sort of speaks against that. Let Let's say this. Do you think that discussion happened sometime this off season? Yes, pineapple I think it happened year. last offseason. But that wasn't possible because Protest 17. Oh, yes. Okay, so you're saying specifically for the Apprentice <laughs> Liga move? Yeah. No. Uh, I don't think so. Right, if I'm I bet they had trench coats on. Look, I'm going to be real. <laughs> Shy is, is, a, is a phenomenal talent and way, yeah. way better, better than a Proto, in my opinion. Pineapple also goes toe-to-toe with the Brita on his best day. So if I'm Spark, I'm not, I'm not like at all yeah. looking for another DPS. 
You've got two ridiculous hit scans on your lineup. You have two probably ridiculous flex DPS, depending on how good Architect is going to be. Wait. So, who, who's on Guangzhou, though? Like, is a Prita not going to have a team, bro? Develop choice if you want an Eileen. No, Prita's probably going to go with Chengdu, and Chengdu's yeah, going to have to. They'll bench. just pay out the ass. They'll probably just let go a couple players or bench a couple players. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Just two way Katara cookie or whatever. Sometimes. Is... Hunters, their best move is to go J Jimmy or Prita leave. That's their best move. Do, do we know if no, the. Sorry. The like Jimmu, Jimmu for the leave is, mm -hmm. should be their team. Do, do we know if the maximum muster size has been decreased with like the reduction of uh, six players to five? Is it now ten maximum, or is it still twelve? Still twelve? Okay, Eric says still twelve. Still twelve. Yeah. Okay, then that's not a problem. Interesting. Just a problem of the pocketbook, but yeah, hmm. they're cool with it. They're cool with it. Let them run. Isn't it absolutely crazy that some teams are going like, oh yeah, I have 12 players on my first team and I also have a contenders team with 8 players. And other teams are going, let's wait till January with our 6th, bro. Let's, yeah. It is bizarre. But, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh... It's a, yeah, I think Avril kind of hit the nail on the head. Like, it's a, it's a budget thing. It's a, it's a, like, a goal like if your goal for this season is to like leap out into overwatch 2 and become like a dynasty then yeah maybe it's worth spending the money <laughs> if not then yeah. yeah or you, you just trying to become a dynasty i mean they're gonna need to be at some point or that name is just like gonna haunt them <laughs> oh god um, but yeah, I, there there is like a very polarizing like separation between teams that are like coming out big bucks early, and then teams like like you said, just hanging out, chilling, and again, theming throughout this this last section of the podcast. It's, is that necessarily a bad thing? I don't know. I don't know. Hard to tell. We'll have hmm. to see. So. I guess there's only one player left to talk about, and that's probably Jangu, of the big ones. Mm. Probably ended on Jangu, to be honest with you. But mm. uh, there's a few positions to land on. Don't know. Uh, actually, Excelsior rumored to get Kellen, so maybe not. Fusion don't have a tank. Yep. Uh, oh, Jangu on Fusion. I like that. Mm -hmm. Big fan of that move. Mm -hmm. um, Do you take him over Sado? Okay, well, that's a coin flip. Uh, either e I'd be okay with either. Sada yeah. returns home, Jangu joins. Are both okay with me. Mm. Outlaws don't have a tank player, but they also released Jangu. Well, yeah. they didn't renew him. They could have done that. But also, Outlaws could be just playing patiently. There's there's a non-zero chance. Hey, if I'm Junkbuck, True. if I'm Outlaws, if I'm Cool Matt, there's no reason why I can't wait until January. And maybe I get to January and I say, uh, okay, Jangu's still available. Possibly pick him back up. But we also discussed that... Um, on episode 200, we talked to Harsha, and he did say that uh, Jango had communication issues with the team yeah. in terms of his English ability, so that might be mm. a, a problem for rejoining, so maybe not Outlaws. Yeah. Maybe not. Which leaves... Looking fully Korean, then. Which leaves pretty much just Fusion. Yeah. Or Valiant. Or Valiant. Yeah, or Valiant. Sure. That's it. 
Two they teams. Do? Fusion Valiant. Big oof. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Who was the main tank that they connected with uh, NYXL? Kellen. Kellen. Oh. From Talon oh, yeah, Esports. That's way better. Yeah, Rookie. Okay. Rookie. Yeah. 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 Huh. Uh, that's weird. Like, okay, so. Django theoretically is a player that more easily tr should transfer into Overwatch 2 because more uh, mechanically adapt because format DPS. But at the same time, it would kind of like make me question the fact that he was benched by Dreamer. It's not like he was benched by a Western main mm. tank that clearly improved communication. Right, he was benched by Dreamer, and then I guess that that like, he might be communicating better. But like, I don't know. Like that would at least if I'm a GM, that would still technically swing with my mind. I think was it maybe just because like Dreamer was free, you know, you're Houston Outlaws, you're going through contacts on your phone, you're like. Well, Dreamer's not doing anything. Might hit him up. Because uh, other than that, I guess you maybe go for like Reiner, who is, I believe, already 18. I'm actually surprised they didn't go to contenders, but like NA, I don't know. It, it does seem a bit strange they would go for for Dreamer rather than like an NA main tank that was available. But who knows? At the end of the day, maybe just maybe they did try and and the NA main tanks declined. I mean, it's possible. Um. You guys actually brought up Sato, and I know I, th I said we want to end it on Django, but I will say that thinking about it, where Django could land, got mm. my sort of brain cells working, and I sort of figured, well, Houston might not want Django, but maybe they want Sato. Sato's played on mixed rosters. He's a pretty high-value tank that's still available. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good pickup for Houston, legit. I yeah. haven't that at all, yeah. 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 No, that's. I think didn't Sado also multi role and was pretty good on DPS as well. I'm, I, I think I might. Like someone told no. me, Sado was like one of the most gifted mechanical aimers. Are you thinking of? Oh, aimers. Oh, I thought I'd... no, I have no idea. I have no. I idea. remember like the uh, the Baroi story, but no, no, I no, it was something else. Yeah. Huh. Well, it might might be confusing someone, so don't definitely take that with a grain of salt. But it felt like someone told me this once. I mean, we're agreed, right? Sato and Jangnu have the exact same landing spots, pretty much, yeah. uh, except with the addition of Houston for Sato. That's the only extra. Mm -hmm. So Sato's got three options. Jangnu's got two. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, it's getting thin, getting full. Uh -huh. Of course, skin real. You can always like thirty days someone that you think is inferior. Mm. So we'll see. But yeah, um, definitely going well, towards the end. Unfortunately, because it was so ad hoc how we did all the players, we uh, don't even have all the timestamps for all the players. So you're just gonna have to listen to the whole segment to find the player the you wanted to hear about. So just you know what clear out like 50 minutes of just that segment i'm sure if you're listening to this podcast you've you're you're doing whatever you're doing right now and 
Jessica's usually really good at uh, finding out what you're doing in terms of guessing uh, and going for your morning jog or, mm-hmm. you know. He do be, he do be good at guessing. Yeah, I've seen him uh, So, yeah, that's it. I don't, I, I don't even know what are we going to talk about next episode. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We have a whole week to think we'll about something. that. And, um, you know, we're, we're going to talk about the experimental patch again for three hours next time. Uh, unless another team drops some big news for free agencies or like for roster moves. I oh, don't know. Overwatch to a wish list, anyone? Ooh. Could do. We get a big announcement from Blizzard next week. Then we get to talk <laughs> about Overwatch 2. All right. That's 203. Decent, uh, decent content there. Thank you so much for tuning in. Another great week. And we'll see you next time. We'll see you next week for 204. Peace out.